You're live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Whoa, I was just going to say, who's the fourth person? I, just, I was like, did we gain somebody? <laughs> welcome, everybody. Mary, John, Scale, Mr. J, Donna, got all kinds of people. Boston Bullet, TJ, welcome, welcome, welcome. That, uh, that great slideshow opening was all courtesy of Justin over there. He made that yesterday, so I want to give him a shout out to that. Just so you know, I'm not going to take credit. He did it. <laughs> it's all good. And you, yours will be on our next show because I didn't put you on because you haven't been on yet, but nope. from now on out, you'll be in the slideshow. <laughs> and if you, uh, if you, if you uh, could send like a good copy of your logo, you okay. know, then, then we'll put it on his TV and stuff and put it, it'll be a good copy so it ain't blurry and stuff too. So, yep, not a problem. You can just uh, send that. To, on, on either to, you can set the Justin. He's the technical part of the business. Oh yeah, I'm not very, I'm not very technical. <laughs> no, me neither. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm the technical side, but I'm learning. Oh, yeah. What's up, TJ, Mary, Mike, Donna, John? Hey, Heather's P. in here too as well. Heather, Todd from TNT Scales, Mr. J, and everybody here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Am I going to be able Bad to blood see reptile. the chat? Um, um, it, it, it depends on what you're on. Are you on a phone or? No, I'm on a computer. Oh, do you ha do you have a phone that you can go on yeah. to YouTube oh, yeah. with? It makes it makes it a lot easier. Just make sure the sound on the phone is down. Oh no, you're totally fine. I got you. Yeah, yep. you've done that. that it, <laughs> it makes it a ton easier. It makes it a ton easier. Okay, here we go. Ah, there we go. I got a chat. Yep. Yeah, if y'all would too, please go over and subscribe to All Time Reptiles channel too. Awesome content when he puts it out. If Justin don't find the link here in a minute, I will. He usually does some posting. Let me see. I got I it. Description. I, I got his oh, uh, yeah. YouTube link in the description of my channel and the uh, description too. Look at What's you, fancy fan. Well, I always I got yours in there too. Nice. <laughs> what the hell? Wow. Awesome. Oh, Thank Mary you. just did it. Thank you so much, Mary. Yep. I know I gotta watch on my phone. I was like, I better plug my phone in because I don't know how long this usually goes. And I'm like, okay, better charge it while I'm sitting there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Usually we just go and tell whoever's done or the phones get too hot. One of the two. <laughs> or, or Justin says, man, I'm hungry. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, I come home from work because I'm, I'm an hour difference than you guys. So I get off at five, come home, got everything, let the dogs out and uh, at six o'clock. <laughs> so. Hell yeah. Awesome. Awesome. LKB Pythons, welcome. I got a GHI hit ghost. What does that say? From all time. Cool, cool. Oh, yeah. Nice. Awesome. Better watch out. That's what John Feely likes is that GHI. Yes, he does. John's been, John's been to my house. So, yeah, he, he used to drive truck, and 
Uh, he came up to Utah a couple times. I, he stayed at my house before, so I got to know John pretty well. Hell Ex- yeah. Ex-military, you know, we tend to stick together. Right, right. Hell yeah. He says about three times. <laughs> yep, yep, we talk quite a bit. And you had no GHIs missing when he left? Uh, I only have one GHI that I'm working with. <laughs> And, and get this, I actually, I actually had a pretty crazy clutch this year. I had um, I had a Mojave that I bred straight to a GHI. Everybody wants a GHI Mojave. That oh, was yeah. Crazy. I got five eggs, and out of those five eggs, I got two Mojaves and three normals. No GHI in that clutch. Wow. So I, I, I almost wow. thought it was a part of clutch, so I talked to a bunch of people, and I've had a bunch of mixed answers on that, but I did have a male in that clutch. I had one male, so I don't know why why that would happen. So um, I'm kind of stumped on that one. So odds, maybe my odds were just up in the night on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, 35 degrees. Did you see where Alaska had an earthquake today? No, did they? Yeah, it was like a seven point something. No shit. Any bigger bad blood would have said something. I was out there. I forget what the, where it was at in Alaska. I seen that though. He might know. He might know. He might say something. Which is crazy. I figured maybe. Yeah, I should send out your package tomorrow or the next day. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I was going to do it today, but the post office is always crazy on Monday. Yep. Well, Every time. Was, yeah, it's send out stickers on Monday. Well, I went down there to send out all them envelopes of stickers last Monday, and uh, it was a holiday. I didn't even realize it, you know. <laughs> he didn't even well, feel that earthquake. <laughs> oh, he didn't? That's what he says, yeah. Yeah. He didn't it was oh, he didn't feel it there? Wow. Alaska's big. Alaska's big, though, dude. It was like... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I don't sure. know. That's a big earthquake, though. We had one. It was really weird. Right as that whole corona thing happened, we had a... I think we had a 5.7 here in, in roughly Salt Lake, and I felt that at my house, and I'm probably 30 minutes away... Right, I mean, rocked everything. I mean, I had, I had everything swinging in my house. All my light fixtures. It was, it's it's weird. It's a weird feeling when you have those. Oh, for sure. Grab your balls. Welcome, welcome. What's up, Jose? Well, isn't that where Mister J's at? Yeah, he's in Utah. Salt Lake, yeah. Yeah, Alaska's huge. I forget what where it was at now, but. So, so, Mr. J, what's Mr. J's name? Justin Ward. Justin. Okay. I've probably met him then. I just have to put a face to him, I guess. Well, yeah, the face he uses for his uh, his channel is uh, not him. Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe when he wakes oh, up. Oh, no. But... That, that, yeah, that doesn't even look like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When, when he wakes up, he's a little rough, but but he's not quite that rough. <laughs> yeah, I actually been did. Salt Lake actually had their first expo, so I prepaid for a bunch because I've been to a bunch of expos. 
Um, oh, right I on. do. Yeah, I paid for Utah, so the one here locally. I did pay for Phoenix, Arizona, and then I was going to go to the Vegas one, um, and all of them rolled over into the fall, so I'm like, I don't need the money back. You know, I'll just go to the next one. Well, Vegas one just canceled again, so there's not going to be a Vegas one. Um, but we just got done two weekends ago. Might have been three weekends ago, the beginning of the month, uh, last month, and we had one here locally. The biggest thing is they could only let 250 vendors in at a time. But it was it, it was still a really good show, really good turnout. I mean, I sold I sold my most expensive snakes, you know, to to one guy. He shows up and buys. I had two pastel um, bamboos that were 100% head clowns. So. You know, that guy offered me a certain amount and off they went. I didn't think they'd sell because sometimes it's more of a, a pet show. Yeah. Uh, turn, turned out to have a handful of breeders that came through and were very interested in. And it's funny because I sold those ones, but I come home with the $25 normal. So. Hey, hey welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hell yeah. Well, that's awesome. I got to run with that. No, I got, so the end of November, Phoenix, Arizona has theirs. And so I travel clear down there because, um, just so everybody knows, I am a, a distributor for RepiChip. So um, I cover Utah, Nevada, and Arizona. So I go all the way down there and I supply to everybody. Uh, my son's actually down there at the Harley Davidson school. And cool. so I've hooked him up. And so he's been supplying people down there. So we're going to go do that show down there and he's going to help bend that show with me. So it should be a good time. Awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. He went to the Las Vegas show and was there when they had it. So, what was that? I, I noticed you've been to the Las Vegas show, been in there before. Yeah, it's kind of funny because what I'll do is is I tend to check the show out first just to see, you know, what the turnout is, how much I need to bring because, you know, I I've hauled a pallet of Remedy Chip down to Vegas, but I wanted to make sure because you're talking you know, one brick's 10 pounds consistently, um, right. but a pallet's 210 blocks. So you do the math, you're hauling over a ton down to Vegas. So we got to make sure it's worth it. And, you know, I think my best one, I did 165 blocks at one expo. So, I mean, it was turning over right. pretty fast. So yeah, that, that's fun. So that kind of helps me keep keep my hobby going because that you know if it's a bad show and i don't sell snakes you know i am making a little bit of money on the repi chip so it kind of helps me push everything and so it's helped me push other reps as well so i've got a handful of reps here um i've got one in ogden i've got me in davis county and i've got one in Tooele here in utah and then i've just picked up another pet store here so now i'm up to five pet stores and i supply our the local sequest here as well so right. yeah keeps me keeps me going for sure especially with a full-time job and doing all my animals so right right yeah I, I picked up a pallet for donnie and i didn't realize you know what picked it up for him and you know it's 
they bring it out on a forklift and just set it in the back of the truck, you know, well, this thing's like eight, eight feet. feet long. <laughs> thinking, what the hell, you know, it's got a broken pallet. And I'm thinking, oh, great, you know. I'm thinking, oh, God, you know. I wasn't prepared for all that, you know. But I got yeah. her. It was, it was, I strapped her down, and the way we went, this sucker was just walking back and forth. And <laughs> all along with it, you know. Like, just oh, keep yeah. going, we'll make it. Oh, yeah, I've had it. I've had it where, so we just we just got a, another shipment in, and we actually got six pallets. So, you know, yeah. when I first started, I was a rep just for Utah. But then the more I sold, JT finally talked to me, goes, you know, how would you feel about being a distributor? And he just all of a sudden made me a distributor all the way down to Arizona. I was like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> like, so I'll supply it. That's fine. And so, but it's been good because – I've vended expos anywhere from Montana out to Winnemucca, Nevada, Vegas, um, down into Phoenix. Welcome. So it's it's been it's been fun, and that's kind of helped me, you know, venture out and meet other YouTubers like you know Joel from State Forty Eight and Adam from Be Beach Bum Exotics. You know, some of the other breeders that have a little bit bigger channels, and you know, so it, it's it's been fun being able to meet a whole bunch of different people. Like Pomona and Tinley. Tinley, if you guys haven't gone, that is like that's the show. And and I would recommend VIP. The Holy Grail. Oh man, it was I was there three days and you get in when the vendors start setting up. If you're VIP, so at noon on Friday, you can go in. I mean, there won't be nothing there because they're just setting up, but you can go in then. And then on Saturday, you can go in when they when they start coming in. And so you can go in before anybody else gets to go in. And you get to go BS with these people, talk to them. I mean, Brian Cusco, I mean, that that dude's that dude's a character. Uh, become pretty good friends with Jimmy from Ball Life, um, from Freedom Breeder. Um, awesome, awesome guy. So the nice thing is you get to go in first and you can actually have a little bit more one-on-one -on -one with these people as they're setting up so and even if you wanted to help them you can help them but i think vip was like 50 bucks for those three days no so, i mean what's a show like days that ain't bad at all no no and going in first no line no nothing they look at your tag and you're off you go i don't think i've seen every booth there in three days i didn't i didn't visually was able to see every booth one by one checking out their snakes. Yeah. yeah, that's how big it is. It's it's pretty amazing. And same with Pomona. Pomona's catching up. Right. I'd love it. I'd love to go to Arlington. That's my next one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tinley is the holy grail. Okay, thanks, Hampe. For sure. Yeah. It's like, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, it was kind of bad this year because there's people there and they canceled it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's, a, there's actually a guy here locally that uh, deals with uh, Garrett Hartle from Reach Out Reptiles. So right. um, he's he's local and he came to the show and I started talking to him because I seen him on on the ex like on that show where. Reach Out Reptiles went to Tinley and they canceled it. And they were out there, you know, come to find out. I started talking to him. Well, he breeds super dwarfs and he, he just, you know, he's very low key. 
but he's good, good friends with Garrett Harlem. I thought that was kind of interesting. There's a local guy here that deals with all the people that I deal with. So right. he's like, whenever you want to come up, come up. I'll show you some super course and all sorts of stuff. So that might That'd be my cool. next step. Yeah. There's some pretty big breeders here that are kind of low key. All right, that, Todd, thanks for coming in. That you wouldn't realize. So. Right. Yeah, that'll be my future right there. The super dwarfs. Um, you know, I I like the super dwarfs. I like the retics. I like their patterns and colors. Um, I guess it maybe it's just me, but if if I'm getting a retic, I want the retic. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 it's I think it's personal preference. I think well, handleability. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm six foot, you know, two hundred pounds, so that's okay to me. But to somebody smaller, you know, that's that's a whole different ball game. Oh yeah, I'll never get rid of the main ones I got, but I mean, oh, I, oh, I can have some super dwarfs too, just because I, I I'd like to make a super dwarf cow, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, and if you can work that, you know, if you can work the super dwarf line, you know, I haven't under, understood the percentages as much as you know some of the other super dwarf stuff um but if i got into it i'd probably i'd probably learn it but i'm yeah i just i've got all the ball pythons and all the leopard geckos and now i'm starting to you know i want to work with the Euromastics and and i've actually been talking to a guy that's over in the netherlands too bad he doesn't ship here because he's got he's got the ones i want so you got to pick your you got to pick your hobby that you want to stick with you know Oh, does, does, is just he doesn't want to ship, or he doesn't know how to ship. Uh, he doesn't ship overseas. Because I mean, I mean another. Yeah, but I IRES is there, and they ship overseas. They're from the Netherlands. Yeah, I don't know. I, sh I should probably hit him up, but these Euromastics. I mean, do you guys know what a Euromastic is? Yeah. Okay, it's Neither it's basically it's basically a a spiny tail lizard is what they call them. That's all it is. Um, when I was deployed in Kuwait, I mean, we drive. I was assuming it was a lizard, but I wasn't quite yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just a spiny tail lizard um, that just eats vegetables. That's all it eats. Doesn't eat nothing else. No meats, no bugs, none of that stuff. Um, but usually they're yellow, orange, reddish. Um, but the guy over in the Netherlands, he has black ones, like black, black ones. And they actually have, they call them bands across their back and they have like orange bands and yellow bands. So they'll be all black, but you'll have these bands right across their back. They're pretty, That'd pretty cool. intense. Yeah. <laughs> I, found, I found a local guy here, but he deals with um, black ones that have white bands and you know, they're, they're pretty penny. You're talking $800 a piece and normal Euromastics go for like, hundred bucks <laughs> so Ooh, so i don't know if i want to dabble into that one yet i mean you know we all kind of keep creeping up onto the higher end stuff once you kind of get into it and uh sure, I think yeah. I'll, I'll dabble with the little stuff first see how it goes and then then we'll see if i'm ready to jump into that that battle hell yeah yeah our, our little pet store down here mom and pop pet store they, they carry your mastics and stuff Oh, and the funny thing is Euromastics are kind of like leopard geckos. So when leopard geckos are born, they have really bright colors. It's completely opposite with Euromastics. Euromastics will have 
no colors. They're, they're going to be just the regular, like, grayish-looking animal. But as they age, their colors come in just bright as can be, like highlighter bright orange and yellows and stuff. They're, they're pretty. They are. They're nice looking. Oh, yeah. So how... how okay, shoot. You first. So... You're breeding, you and your son both breed leopards. Uh, my, my son kind of got into it. I kind of pushed him into it because he wanted a little hobby. Hold on. I, I got a big horse. Uh, I, I have a great Dane in the back. back. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I got a horse. <laughs> well, it sound it sounded large. It's, he's definitely large. So, um, but I kind of pushed my son kind of to get into it because he wanted his own little project, you know, and he was, I think he was like 15 at the time. Um, and so we got, we got some leopard geckos and then he really wanted the higher end stuff and he really started learning the morphs and stuff like that because there's three lines of albinos. So it depends on, you can't, I mean, you can cross the lines but it kind of muddies it up. It's it's not really purebred anymore. Um, so he ended up dealing with the rainwater line, and he pretty much purchased his own. And I don't know if you guys know Chad Ramsey from Ramsey Reptiles. I mean, if if you're into leopard geckos, everybody knows Chad because Chad kind of he's kind of ancient in the field, you know. And right. so he ended up Good helping my. Oh yeah, pretty much. Like he start. I mean. He's dealing with collared lizards now and rock monitors and all sorts of crazy stuff out here. Um, but he kind of kind of coaxed my son and taught him a little bit about the morphs because I didn't realize they've got a morph on the albino lines. They have a morph on their eyes. You know, you got the eclipse, which is all black. And then you got the radars, which is kind of like the ruby reds. And so... Yeah. It's it works a little bit different than the ball pythons. There's a little bit more to it, and so he got into that, um, and then I kind of got into it with him. But then he went to, back to school down in Arizona, so I took care of him for a while, and now he's got hit them down there. And I'm not sure if he's going to breed them down there or not, but I'm still I'm still working with some bells, um, trying to get some radars, you know. Right. But I probably won't do too many leopard geckos. But it's nice to put them on the table. You know, people like them, but the high-end stuff doesn't really sell. Right. So, oh, man, welcome. Right, right. So that's how we kind of got into the leopard geckos. I just wanted to push him. My daughter's dealing with isopods, so we have isopods. That's uh, awesome. Oh, yeah, and they're, they're probably the easiest bug to take care of. I mean, keep them in a, in a dark area and keep the temperature on a normal 70 degrees like your house and they're fine. Keep them wet, throw a little bit of food every, every week, roughly. So once a week you're checking on them. That's easy. Do you have any certain breeding projects you're going for? Um, so yeah. And I think they're actually, I'm, I'm going to have eggs here shortly on that project. So I actually 
Joel from State 48 Exotics, he had a scaleless head female, and he had a scaleless head pinstripe male. And he paired them last season, and they didn't go. Um, and then he started pairing them this last season, and they didn't go. And he finally was like, I'm just going to get out of the project. And I kept pairing them once I bought them from him. Um, and she ovulated and had her pre-lay shed, and she's actually due to lay the second of next month. And so get your fingers crossed on the odds. I mean, my odds with the GHI, that one kind of scared me, especially when I'm dealing with a scaleless head to a scaleless head pinstripe. Right. But, but I mean, hypothetically, I, I'm, I'm shooting for a scaleless for me just to have one in my, my collection because, you know, who, who doesn't want a scaleless? Yeah, they're crazy looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are. If you, Man, you ever, I just let one go this year. I never bred her, bred her either. I just, I got rid of her. I didn't, I, it wasn't a project I was into. Well, and, and I don't think it's going to be a big project of what I want. It's it's more or less. To have. Um, yeah, I, I want one for my collection. I mean, it, it's a stopper. Like, people want to see it. Oh, you know. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, I, I kind of got her in as a as a package deal. You know, when I bought her. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it was sold to me as a pos scales head, but she did have the split colloquial scale down there. You know. Uh huh. And oh, so you had a scaleless head. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, it was a pastel scaleless head. And I just, you know, I, I got rid of her this year. In fact, I got rid of her to, uh, well, one of the, a good friend of John's, you know. You should have kept it because the one cool thing that people don't realize about the scaleless head is it's, uh, it's an enhancer. Like my pastel that I have is is scaleless head as well but it's i mean the colors pop like it is a clean pastel it's not just a normal pastel that right. scaleless head actually really brings out the colors and the pattern and changes it so it depends on how you work it i mean it's it's personal preference if you want that or not so but i just want a scaleless just for my my collection i, I think that'd be cool you know, yeah. I've heard I've heard they don't do good on empty chip, and um, everybody I've talked to, you know, they do it on paper towels and stuff like that. But you do have to maintain them. They they take a little bit more care, but you know, I'm a I'm a breeder, so I'm always taking care of my animals. I think you know, for sure. you know, Miguel's done a lot with them, and he's learned a lot about them too. So I mean, you know, very interesting. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, it, if you've ever held a scaleless ball python, they are legitimately, it's, it's, they're velvet. Like, that's what I I've heard. They're just like unreal. They, you can't even oh, explain yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, un, yeah, crazy. Yeah, for sure. They are straight velvet for sure. Hmm. But, but nobody here in Utah works with the, the scaleless stuff. I've got, there is one other guy here. Um, he's been working the project for, I think it's about three years, four years. This year is the first year he hit a scaleless ball python. Out of four years, he's been trying, Damn. but he hit two this year. So um, he's selling one and he's holding one back. And, you know, that's probably what I would do too. You know, I would hold one back, you know, just for my collection because I think they're cool. I mean, when you touch them, they're unreal. And, 
you know, I don't know if I'd ever breed it, but you never know. I mean, I heard supposedly somebody this year um, has bred a, a skeless female, and I'd be interested to see how that how that all fared out, and you know, because I think they didn't live as long. Is that true? Or and 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 so what I've heard from the back backstories is, you know, Brian Barczyk produced the first one, and you yeah. know, he had other people taking care of his animals, and he lost some animals. Um, and come to find out it was one of the skeletons the first skeletons ball python produced and so that's where that that came around and you know it's it's all a myth because i don't know you know nobody knows how long they'll live um they wouldn't survive in the wild right well no 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 for sure yeah but but what i i mean you've got you've got constriction addiction you know that guy's been working it and working the projects and, and he's got amazing animals. Like all yeah. his skeletal stuff are unreal. Right. Um, and then you got Lone Star. Lone Star produced, what was it? It was a Fire Mojave, I think. Or no, it was a Super Fire that he produced this year. He actually had it at Timley with Constriction Addiction. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'd be interested to, to see how that fared out. But that's one of my that's one of my main projects. I've probably got on a ballpark of thirty different genetics in my collection. So I'm I'm working with you know G stripe stuff. Uh, I'm trying to hit some super stripe stuff. Um, I've got lots of clown stuff that I'm working with. Um, trying to raise up some pied females to start getting some pied stuff. Um, I've got. Probably my most anticipated, and I'm I'm growing them up and growing them up. And when I hit them, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I've got a um, cinnamon inchy pinstripe. No wait, let me see if I got those right. They're all messed up. I've got a leopard pin pied male that I'm gonna breed to an inchy cinnamon pinstripe pied. Nice. So so a lot of genetics, but now that I'm learning. Inchy and cinnamon are allelic, right? So that you know, that's telling me I'm going to get inchy or cinnamon pies on a minimum. That's the bare minimum I'm going to get out of that whole clutch. But if I add leopard and pin to it, then it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm just raising her up, and we'll see. You know, and I'm thinking probably next year. Low life, welcome. Spartan reptiles, welcome. I think next season will be be pretty interesting. It's funny because when you start, you know, you're working with one gene, two gene when you first start, but then each year it gets better and better, and then you're more willing to dump a little bit more money into it, and then a little bit more. Sure, yeah. You know, and then when you go spend seven hundred dollars, <laughs> oh man, I I I couldn't even imagine how much money I've spent, but. Um, you know, you get good deals at expos, so usually I'll run around and talk to the other breeders, and usually I'll pick up something. But I'm to the point I've got so many genetics, I I'm gonna sit back and see what works in my project because I'm not just not gonna buy something to buy something. Right. It has to fit into the line. Like yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just purchased a. So I have a pastel clown male that I've been using to produce all my clown stuff. Um, I just purchased a. Pastavi 
clown male. And so now I'm going to try and add the Mojave into it and start messing with Mojave to cinnamons and the inchies and start making some Mojave inchy clowns. Um, just kind of start moving the Mojave. I like single jeans. I don't, I don't know why people are so against the single jeans because your odds are so much better when you're working with one gene to three genes. You know, if, yeah. if you're trying to get one thing, GHI to a Mojave, you to put those two, you've got better odds than putting like a, you know, a pastel GHI spot nose something right. hobby. You know, now you're now you're killing your odds if you think about it. it just right. depends on what you're shooting for. For sure. Yeah, and then just having to try to identify something with seven or eight genes in it. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, I I actually have a girl at Prelay Shed I bred last year. She didn't lay. Bred her again this year, and and finally she ovulated. So it's been a weird year. I'm actually still waiting on eggs. I'm going to have New Year's babies, you know, coming, and that's not normal. I I think last year my latest clutch came out of the eggs in August. Well, so there's nothing normal about this year, though. Oh no, 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 not even close. But, yeah. <laughs> but if, you can, if you can have eggs all year round and breed all year round, I think that's perfect, though. You know what I mean? Well, and, oh, yeah. and so the females, so I average, and I tell a lot of people, I don't have an ultrasound. You know, I just check them my ways. I watch them. I watch how they perform. Um, I average about 50% uh, go rate. And so that's why I was really weird this season because I, I paired the same time as last year, maybe a month later, and I'm still getting eggs. So they, they held on way longer. And I don't know if it's – I honestly think it's the barometric pressure. When, when the weather changes, that's when they're going to go. That's yeah. just me. You know, even if you're in a, in a temp room, they still feel that pressure. We still feel it inside. You know, we change the heat. We change the AC. So, um, but yeah, 50%, I, I paired, I paired 15 this year. So, I mean, it's, I don't pair a ton, just enough to fill my expos and, and keep furthering me in my projects that I want. Um, and I'm going to be sitting at eight clutches this year. So my last clutch will be fun because we talk about all the genes trying to figure them out. I actually bred a butter, cinnamon, yellow belly bred to a pastel inchy specter. So, yeah, so this is going to be my most test because, you know, I can pick out yellow belly, no problem. Right. Just, but now you're talking pewters, you're talking pastel inchies, you're talking super stripes. So that clutch is going to be like, what is this? I'm going to have to ask, you know, Aldo from Dark Science Reptile, be like, hey, what about this? What's this look like? I'm going to ask my buddy, you know, Mike from M&A Reptiles. He actually bends with me all the time. Ask him, hey, what do you think this is? Just go to all the breeders and turn around and say, hey, what do you think this is? Right. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be, that'll be my test for the, for the season. But that's, that's what, you know, that's good about having everybody, that, you know, you, we can reach out to, you know, to help us identify some of them clutches, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, and the, and the pictures are horrible, though. Like, I've noticed with pictures, I mean, I can look at a picture, and if I see flaming for a yellow belly, I can definitely tell you that. But when it comes down to it, 
the lighting could change the colors. Um, you know, GHI is an easy one to pick out because it, you know, you get the jagged edges, you know, right. across, across the alien heads, you know, stuff like that. Certain head stamps, you know, those are good identifications, but you know, right. when you start messing with so many genes, you have to see that in person to really understand it all. Right. Oh yeah. Pictures never do justice. Never. I know it's funny. Everybody always says, I know that you can't really see with this, but check a look, you know, look at this one. Look at this one. It's funny. A lot of oh, them come through, though. You can see it. Yeah. And I think, if you know, if you're, if you're out in the natural sunlight, you see the colors a lot better, too, though, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. So. Well, and, and those UV bulbs, like... I have tempted to take one of those UV bulbs. Have you ever have you ever seen the difference between a UV bulb and just LED lights? Those yeah. UV bulbs, I mean, makes huge difference. I just put one in the Euromastics cage, and all of a sudden, I could see all the yellows on her. And I was like, I couldn't see them before. What's the difference? Just that UV bulb made that much of a difference. Yeah. So to take pictures, it'd be interesting if you could take just a normal can light and use one of them can lights with a UV bulb to see what kind of colors pop in your snakes. That's, yeah, that's good. You know? Well, that's so, like a lot of those ring lights and shit will come with three different settings and shit, and you can just kind of, and it gives it gives your snake a different look, each one of them, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can take pictures all day long, but, you know, you could put four different pictures up of the same snake and people wouldn't understand the difference unless they were taking those pictures. Yeah. And so, I mean, internet, every every picture on the internet's right, isn't it? Yeah. Internet, <laughs> don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. so, what retakes do you have? So, I actually have, it was one of the first Sunfire Het Endocarmels in the U.S. Um, I'm trying to remember who I got it from. I got it a while ago. Um, so, he's just a Sunfire Het Endocarmel. Um, he's about, I'd say seven feet long. Um, but I mean, diameter, they're not, they don't get size until they get their length. They stretch out real far and then all of a sudden they start putting on mass. And, and so he eats, he eats, uh, probably two mediums a week on a ballpark and he, he'd take more. If I threw it in there, he'd take more. Um, and then I've got a purple sunfire. And she's, she's smoking, you know, she's kind of a feisty one. And I've heard females are a little bit more feisty, but she's, she likes her cage, but when she's out, she's fine. Like I've never had an issue with my retics. And, you know, I, I, if they're not in shed, I'll take them to my expos other than Montana because they're illegal in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> so didn't want to risk that one. And I didn't really want to pay for a permit, take it up so people can check it out. Right. And so, yeah, my, my female's more flighty than my male, for sure. Yeah, it, they're, and that's fine. But once they're out, they're totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is. He, they're both fine when they're out. And they, mine are like yours. They're not as big around, but they're getting the length on them. Oh, yeah. They don't you know? look big. They'll, they'll curl up in a ball like this, and you're like, they're seven feet. And they're like, no, no, they're not. You pull them out, and they just keep going and going and going. <laughs> But so, the purple's nice. I like that purple. I got a purple phantom, and it's the purple and the orange is 
Yeah. You know. I love the purple jean. You know, yeah. the, the white face is fine. Like, I really like the white. It's very crisp white. Um, but I like the purple. I think it makes everything, all the colors pop brighter. It um, does. She's got a lot of oranging in her and stuff like that just because of that purple one. Yeah. That's how mine is orange. And they've got the, the purple down the back. And then, yep. And then you go to my female, she, she's jet black. You know, she's a, you know, she's a golden child. Uh, oh, yeah. Ones, right, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those but, darker ones are cool, though. The sheen on those things. Retics, for some odd reason, have those. That nice purple uh, rainbow iridescence. Oh, yeah. she, she has iridescence like you would believe in the oh. sun. It's just unbelievable. Oh, I bet. Those those darker ones with those iridescence? Oof. Well, yeah. even a normal, even a normal retic has really nice iridescence, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They all do. I mean, uh, and it's weird because, you know, when she sheds, it's all white. It's a white shed, completely white, you know. Oh, yeah. It's crazy how that is when uh, it depends on the color of your snake, what the color of your shed is. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. That's what's, that's what's cool about working with the ghost ball pythons. You work with those ghost ball pythons, they'll shed out. But the cool thing is on normal ball python sheds, you see that pattern. On yep. the side, not not crazy, but you get that, you know, the alien heads and stuff on the ghosts or hypos or even the orange ghosts. You won't get none of that. Yeah, I don't get them on mine at all. I got it, a couple it's of. It's weird. It's weird. I would I wouldn't think that it make that big of a difference, but it does. So. Yeah, I don't. It's. It's you know I was trying to take I took a picture of my orange ghost there, Dad. I thought, man, I'm not going to even go to tell, you know. That this is like <laughs> an orange ghost dolled out, you know. Oh yeah. But what I took it with that new S twenty Note Ultra. Let me tell you what you can see. It was an orange ghost. You can see the pattern. It was awesome. I uh, can't believe the camera's pretty nice though. I, oh, I yeah, think phones, phones are amazing nowadays. Oh I mean, man. So oh, yeah. so fun fact. I I I've got um after effects i've got premiere i've got all these editing for my youtube videos and i've been trying to learn them and trying to learn them and i i, I think i put one video out with one of them but mainly i use an iphone i edit it all on my phone i do everything i download my music off my phone um and that's how i do all my youtube videos it's just so much easier for me oh yeah yeah, I just realized, well, I just got this phone and because I did it. It was time to upgrade, so they give you that upgrade deal or whatever. And uh, I, I found I had to go on. I've been on YouTube learning how to use it, you know, because it's brand new. But the, the video editor in it is amazing, dude. It's like, it's so simple, so easy. It comes, everything it comes with all your copyright free music it says to use, you know, for YouTube and everything. I mean, it comes, I mean, you can just. It's way easier than the InShot that I've been using. Oh, yeah. Well, I, and so I pay for uh, every year I pay $25 for um, it's called Video Show. I right. download Video Show and that stores all my stuff and I can cut and I can edit. I can paste whatever. Um, but then I also use um, Epidemic. They're the ones that do all my sound. And you can go through and you can pick all sorts of different stuff for YouTube. And the nice thing is um, they give you that license. So 
you don't get tagged for using the music. Really? So, yeah. So it's all it's all free music. The only caveat is you're paying pretty much like a Netflix fee per month. So I mean, granted, I still you know three three songs off, but usually I download a bunch just so I can use them in different videos and. You know, it costs me fifteen bucks a month. I'll take it because they have good music. You know, do you have do you have to put the credits in the description? No, you don't. Hmm. Yeah. So usually I download it and it actually basically tags it, saying that it's you know you've got the license and you're good to put it on there. And and I've noticed with them every one that I've put out with that, I, I've never been flagged on it. So that makes a huge difference because. Flags actually hurts, you know, I'd love to be monetized, but it's, you know, YouTube's hard for me because full-time job, you know, all my animals, I think I, I've got probably a hundred snakes, you know, I breed my own rodents, I've got dogs, I've got monitors. And so getting to the YouTube, you know, I was really good when I first started because, you know, I could put it out a lot easier. I didn't have nearly the overhead and, and the animals to take care of and right. you know just my rodents i probably have 400 rodents that I, I i turn around and i breed and i feed my animals and it and you know it saves me a lot of money oh for sure for sure hell yeah yeah, yeah. I, I believe in that too i mean you have to breed your own rodents yeah i do eric i don't think i could afford to do it how many snakes what you talking about the other night how many snakes do you have iron dog I think I, just right now I've got like 18 or 20. Um, okay. That's with the couple retakes. Uh, I had over 40, but I, I just I just sold a whole bunch of them. So I've been downsizing on my ball pythons because I'm going more towards the retakes. Right. So I'm just going to keep a handful of ball pythons that I just want to work with. Yeah. And then, then uh, retakes is where I'm going. And then uh, the mainland, of course, you know, I'll, I'll do the cow clutch. That'll be my first clutch. And then. Ooh, that's, that's gonna be fun. That could be a lot of eggs. That's gonna be a that's what we talk about. Yeah, it's a lot of eggs. That's a lot of eggs. You're gonna be filling up an incubator eating bigger boxes. <laughs> well, I got a lot of people that are wanting snakes out of it already when I do breed it, but I want to take that and then invest into super dwarfs. Oh yeah. And I want to do the the you know the phantom and orange ghost striped super dwarf to make the super dwarf cows. So oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be beautiful for sure. Yeah, I could do have best of both worlds, have the big ones and the and the small ones. So, right. And then that's it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to sit there and breed. You know, four or five retakes a year. I mean, that's you know, one one female. You know, maybe. Yeah. If it got to the point where I, that's all I did, maybe two, but no more than that a year. You know, I mean, and I'd like to have a female rotate every year. You know. Right. Because yeah. I just I don't want three four hundred, you know, have three four retics and then have you know three hundred eggs. You know, I mean, that's a lot of babies. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, you heard the record. The record's like eighty nine eggs. I mean, yeah. are you yeah. going to be able to move forty to sixty babies? <laughs> I have a guy that's uh, fifteen minutes from me, and he he runs T Town Reptiles. And he breeds a lot of a lot of retics and berms, and uh, he has a golden child that's about twenty foot. He's been trying to sell, 
And the last two years, she's done an 80 and an 85 egg clutch. Jeez. Just uh, Well, so I'm planning on breeding reef ticks. So my purple sunfire, I have a buddy. So um, he has a tiger pied. And we yeah. want to breed the tiger pied to my purple sunfire. So now we could get tiger sunfires that are double het for right. pied and purple. Right. So if, if I could turn around and hit, you know, a sunfire, a purple sunfire pipe, I think it'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. But I only want to do it once or twice, you know, just to get my animal. Just because, once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. I don't want to, I mean, I, I, moving 60 snakes, I mean. That's going to yeah. be the bad thing. If you do do it and move the snakes fast enough, you're going to be like, oh, we can do this again. Yeah, <laughs> well, one more. We'll do one more. Yeah, we'll do one more. I, you know, I figured I would probably, I'm looking, you know, 30 eggs, maybe 40. I would figure I would be the most I'll get the first clutch. I'm thinking like 30. Um, just because I don't, Number one, I don't want, I'm not going to disappoint myself, you know, never, but I don't think they'll, I think as they get bigger, you know, I just don't think they're going to have that many their first clutch. I could be wrong, you know, I mean, but. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's going to be depending on how big the female is, I'm sure. Well, I'm waiting almost four years, you know, like they said, because I want to make sure, and I'm not growing her so fast to get her up to size, you know. Mm -hmm. you know she's just a year old right now. And she's just seven, give her eight, some pigs. <laughs> Well, you know, I did see. <laughs> I got some chickens at my house. <laughs> I'll send yeah. them to you. I got a bunch of roosters. <laughs> and I had two retics. They were the same, same breed, and the growth difference was crazy between rats and rabbits. Ugh. I mean, the, the other one was twice as big. Oh yeah. But I mean, I'm like. I'm not trying to grow it so fast to, to hurt it, though. You know, I mean, I want to make sure it's healthy. That's the biggest thing, you know. Well, the yeah. caveat with retics, um, yeah. I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've looked into it. So they're, you know, like with us, with a ball python, a big ball python, you know, should lay a good amount of eggs, right? So with retics, their their fat ratio has to equivalent because they might not ovulate if they're too fat. And if they're not fat enough, then they might not ovulate. So I actually heard it takes a little bit more right. um, trimming of the animal to kind of get her where she's ready to actually, you know, take and actually lay some eggs for you. I mean, I, I know a lot of people, uh, I know a lot of people that feed like just big rats and they got decent sized retakes, but before breeding season, like a month or so bit ahead, they pound the rabbits to them, you know. Um, but they got two egg canals, you know. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, with the retic. I mean, you know, like, well, Jay just had a clutch and she had like 20 eggs, but she was bound up on that whole other side and hadn't laid nothing yet, you know. So, and that's you know, what scares me too, because they're more likely to get get bound up on eggs than than the ball pythons. Yeah. So that's what's that's the different thing is they got two tracks to lay eggs with, you know. Well, and that's and that's why rats. Did you know rats? Rats actually have two uteruses, right? And, and that's why they produce so many rats because in the wild, I mean, it's just like ball pythons. Seventy-five percent on a ballpark 
don't come out of the eggs. Well, it's kind of the same with rats. They have so many, but a lot of them die off or they're killed. So they produce a good amount of them to kind of keep their, their population good. Oh yeah. They control all that shit, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. I actually actually have a buddy here. I I talk about Mike from M&A. So it's, it's funny how I met him. He was, uh, he was a a rat supplier. So when I got into it, I figured, Hey, you know, I'm going to get some rats from him. Well, I found out he bred snakes as well. And so we started talking and, and, uh, we become good friends. Like he bends all my expos. He's my rep actually out in like North Ogden area. And he produces on an average about 4,000 rats a month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, su- he supplies, um, probably the whole state, pretty, I, you know, down, yeah, you're probably talking an hour or two away. He supplies to, yeah. And he does. Damn. And, and and so that's he was that started his main focus, but now now he's into. I mean, I bet he's averaging. I bet he's got three hundred plus snakes right now. Wow. Yeah. He, I mean, he just hit an, an amazing. He doesn't know if it's a world's first yet, and and he's holding it back, and he's going to kind of um, jump into it. But he's got he hit a silver streak uh, mahogany, which, which is a super pastel uh, black pastel mahogany right i mean black black tonight like that thing is insane but it's got the blushing like a super pastel on its noggin so you know he's he he produces tons of rodents and i just i don't know how he does it like that's that's way too much for me but he does a lot of rodents yeah yeah that's a full-time job right there i mean that's oh yeah yeah he works a full-time job and and then, yeah, he works a full-time job, comes home and takes care of animals. Oh, um, wow. So. No, he don't uh, ever sleep. Oh, no. He's, he's an early bird. And, oh, and wrote it. No, he, he flips them pretty fast, though. Like, he has a lot of customers, and, you know, he's talked about it, and we've talked about it, and start bringing them to all of our expos. Because, you know, you go to my table on an expo, you've got, you know, you got Repi Chip, so you got the bedding, you've got the animals. And you got the food. Like, that's a whole package of deal right there. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Welcome, so, MLC, to the channel. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I mean. Yeah, that is, and I'm still baffled about the goddamn rodents. It's like, does he have, like, a 12-kid family that are all grown to help him or something? I mean, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I mean, ah, 4,000. I mean. Yeah. Too much, too much for me. I, I mean, there's got to. He fight. He has. He has to have one hell of a system down to be able to go through there and just. I mean, God Almighty! It's, I mean, I suppose he does a lot of frozen thaw did too, right? Are, are, we, are we frozen? Oh, there we are. I think. Okay, there we are. There yeah, he, no, we're back. Does he do a lot of frozen thawed? Uh, yes, he does a lot of frozen thawed. Um, I mean, he does. I mean, he's got rats. He's got mice. He's got uh, African softfurs. And he says the African softfurs are a pain in the butt. Really? Yeah, he, he doesn't like the African softfurs. 
So, um, but yeah, he sells tons of it. He does the frozen, um, and he does it the humane way. You know, he just gasses them, nothing crazy. Right. Yet, um, cause I've heard of all sorts of different ways and I can't do that. I couldn't, I couldn't crack a neck on a rat or nothing like that. Like I'm not much for I, me. I, I like animals. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I've done some frozen saws and I cover the or I cover the tub up when I do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. Because you know, now if you had told me fifteen years ago, oh, you're gonna have I said I would never cared about a rat, you know what I mean? But once you start breeding them, it's like They're cute. They're cute well, little things. I like the black and whites. Get the spots on the face and you're just like all right, I'm gonna have to feed you now. So here we go. See you. I got them curly, uh, curly haired ones too, you know, and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it does make it tough, no. but I mean, circle of life, right? Oh yeah, but yeah. I, I think well, that the, the ASFs are, are are easier for me than the rats. Way huh. easier. Way easier. I heard I they're mean. meaner though. I heard they are meaner. I heard, I heard they're way meaner. So, I can get in there. It depends. I mean, I had the one colony. They were they were vicious, and then the other ones are all right. You know, I mean, they definitely uh, don't take no shit. If you go poking around, yeah, they yeah. will let you know. They yeah. will let you know. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, you bit yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Justin got bit on on his live stream a few weeks ago. <laughs> ah, that's funny. It busted me open too. It got loose. I'm all bleeding everywhere trying to catch the damn thing during the live. It wasn't fun. That's funny. And yeah. I just clonked him with the hook and threw him in a tank, but I was live. Yeah. It probably just pissed you off more likely. It, 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 yeah. It was like I was trying, I was bleeding everywhere trying to catch the damn thing. It was. But I'm, I'm actually used. Um, yeah. 4,000 rounds. Yeah. And dry ice seems to work way faster than gas. Oh, you heard that? A little chunk in there, something like what? Yeah, I got a little bowl, like a little chunk bowl with a lid. Yeah. And it got some holes on it. And I I put a little chunk in there and I just dump hot water on it, shut the lid, and within a a minute, they're done. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just do. it just depends on what's easier for you. I do like a paintball tank. You just take a paintball gun tank, you just fill that up, and I've got my connector that actually connects to the bottom. So it's like a quick release. It's really right. easy. You just turn the little knob. Um, but now it seems like the place I was getting, you know, my CO2 from doesn't do it. But I usually feed them off or, or you know, I've got buddies that come over and help me out, you know, with my rats. Because when I wean, I think I wean on an average of like 100 a week. And so, I uh, usually I need help trying to catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I'll buy everybody beer. Come catch the rodents. Oh yeah, yeah that <laughs> you know I I gave him a block of refi chip coming and helping unload a you know a two hundred and ten blocks into my house. You know they'll come over and be like all right. So I'm like here you go here's a block that helps you out and it helps me out. Hell yeah. Uh, snakes taking 500 plus rats. Oh, I think that guy had a bunch of berms, didn't he? He said something. I was. I just seen he said something about uh. Twenty snakes taking. Um, yeah, he did that. The snakes were over 10 foot. Yeah, yeah. I think that guy had a bunch of berms, 
and I don't know because I don't know if the city didn't allow it, but what happened is apparently he got busted with 20 berms. Are they illegal in Utah? Oh, no. No, you can have what they're. I actually called animal control because I'm in Davis County. I, I called animal control and say, hey, you know, I'm looking at breeding ball pythons. You know, what's the stipulation? Because I was worried about breeding rodents, first of all, because right. that's a lot of animals and, and they're rodents. You know, they're not like something people would buy for a pet. But I asked them about rodents. They said, I'm good on rodents. Um, and I asked them, how many snakes can I have? And then they're like, well, we have we have no limitation on reptiles you can have as many reptiles as you want and so that that one i know is more down south and i don't know if he just didn't know the laws on it you know because each city has their own right thing or you know. that's the but, thing i mean just because you know say oklahoma you can you can have anything you want you better check your city ordinances because different yep. cities have different ordinances on so 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 a little caveat is uh I actually worked, I live in Layton, in, in Utah, and uh, I used to work for Layton City Public Works. I deployed, I brought them back a flag that was flown over Kuwait, you know, they covered my job while I was gone, um, and uh, so I know, I know a lot of people at the city. I know <laughs> I know finance people, I know uh, the, the code officers, I know cops, so it's, you know, you got to kind of you know, work what you got, you know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all those guys over at the public works know I breed snakes. They know I have a reptile business. You know, some guys are scared to death of my house cause they don't like snakes, but, um, but no, what I was going to, what I was going <laughs> to tell you about my buddy with the 4,000 rats. So he's actually done the math on, on bedding, on food, on caging, on water, on power, and everything like that. If you don't have on an average of 20 snakes, you're actually paying more than it's worth than just to buy your rodents. Does that make sense? So if you have over 20 snakes, it's worth it for you to breed uh, yeah. rodents, but below, it's actually costing you more money to breed them. Did you know that? I don't think that. I don't. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it depends. It depends too, because because here there's more. It's more accessible probably than maybe where you guys are. Yeah. If, yeah. if I went, there are two places I can buy rodents from. Uh huh. And one place, the smalls cost me three fifty. The other place, it cost me eight dollars. Oof! Yeah. You you so, gotta find you gotta find a guy that produces because I'm paying like, you know, when I go out there, I'm an average of like two two bucks a small. Well, it's got to the point where there ain't everybody that was breeding rodents here got out of it. And it's so a lot of work to get, but you pay more money for them. So with me breeding rodents over the last couple of years, I've saved myself. I mean, I know what I spend a month and. I would pay probably more in a week than I would, you know, breed my own for a month. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Around here, even if you can get rodents, they're so expensive that it's, it's unreal. It costs you six bucks for a mouse. That's I mean, correct. That's correct. I pay, I pay like 75 cents for a mouse. Yeah. See, that's nuts. Yeah. And, and it really, that just depends where you're from, I think, too, and, and mm -hmm. how accessible they are. 
you know, because I mean, yeah, I could I could go get them for a dollar or two, but I'm going to drive an hour and a half and a half to go get them. So, you know, there there you take your time and your gas and yeah, you know. So there again, you know, I'm still coming out of hit this, and and I breed just I breed just enough to supply my collection too. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah, and I so I have a lot of I, I every once in a while I'll get some overflow, and I have a handful of like local customers, right? And and so you know, local customers that maybe bought a snake from me or something. So usually it's my overflow. I'll turn around and you know, yeah, you can, you know, but I don't have a huge clientele, you know, to to per, you know for the for the rodents because. I'm reading them for me, you know, especially when babies come around, it's really hard to start sizing up the rats because now you're dealing with, yeah, I got a bunch of pinkies and fuzzies, um, right. but I'm feeding them off to all my babies. I mean, you produce, you know, 30 babies out of, out of one litter that's done in a week for what I've produced this year. Right. Easily. So, right. And that was me. I opened up the I clean when I was cleaning their day. One tub had probably fifty or sixty babies in there, you know, and then you know, and then I opened another tub that so they're all kind of going at the same time. And I got three or four females per, per male. And they never get too big because once they get big, then they're just they're they're gonna be they they get frozen you know, cold yeah. off and then they're gonna be retake food. So I mean, it's a good cycle that I've never have to worry about them. Even when they get to a big, big size, that just goes in the freezer for the retics, you know. Exactly, so. and that's what I do with my future breeder or my old breeders. Right. I, I'm just getting to the point I can get a stock up because I'm going to be feeding them to my retic soon, and I don't really want to be doing lives as they get bigger. Right. Because then it gets to the point, you know, I'm going to have to start going to frozen. It's just like my when we had my green tree python, which is my sons technically. Um, we were always doing frozen, um, and we fed them mice. That's all we fed. We never fed rats because I heard that's not good for them. Um, so we were doing frozen mice, and we just kept her on frozen mice just because they have a little bit more of an attitude, you know, kind of keep them, keep them more docile. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, that's that's me. I mean, I, I'm, I've been – you know, I've they have had some live, but I always try to feed them frozen solid just because I I, I think that kind of takes that aggression down just a little bit. You know, uh, try it with the monitor. I, um, I've got I don't feed live with my monitors anymore because it's it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's my daughter? Where's my six year old daughter? Put her in the bedroom real fast, like. Like, yeah, you got to be careful when you feed them big old lives, you know. You're just like, okay, that's a little gory for my daughter to be watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, when I have my daughter on Savannah, they're the same way. I mean, Savannah's are even, I mean, they're like a pit bull, dude. I mean, they grab them, shake them around, slam them against the side. It's Same deal. Same it, deal. It's, it's been just a pack, dude, with the, with the monitors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're interesting animals. I, I have, like... The worst sure. <laughs> monitor out there, apparently. Uh, apparently, Nile monitors are hated and nobody likes them because they're mean, they're aggressive. My I uh, I have my monitor and and I can sit there and tongue feed him. I mean, I've got a it's probably a three foot by three foot door. I just open up that door and I'll sit there on the chair and I just sit there and tongue feed him. And he right. just take, takes it from me. He'll he'll take chicken, 
But if it's a mouse or something like that, yes, he's very aggressive when it comes to that. But after he eats, I can put my hand up and say, hey, and he'll see my hand. And then I can sit there and pet him. Like I can rub his back, I can rub his head, he's, and he's fine. Yeah, my my dial's the same way. I could get him out and hold him, and you know, it's just you just take it. Just takes a lot of time to get him to that point. You gotta build that trust with me, you know. Oh yeah. yeah, I think that's where a lot of people mess up is they want to reach in there and grab him, you know. And you know, I I'd sit by his cage for an hour, you know, you know, and then I'd feed him, and you know, I wouldn't look at him, you know. He he got just get used to me, you know, and then put him in the bathtub, you know, that helps a lot too, you know. Oh yeah, keeps him from bolting. Well, <laughs> oh no, they'll they'll run down the hallway. Yeah. I had yeah. to go down my stairs. I had to go grab him. I grabbed him by the tail and just picked him up by the tail. And, and I think his diameter on his tail, let's say, I can show you like this, but it doesn't really matter. Um, he's probably probably a one liter bottle. That's the base of his tail. That's how big it is. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, I grab by that tail, and he's he just sits there while I pick him up. And he'll let me take him up into his cage, and he's fine. But he gets a little spooked when he gets out because you know he's to that point. I'm getting him out a little bit more, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not sure about this." And sometimes he'll bolt and he'll hiss, be all pissy with you. But it's, it's just like <laughs> wrestling an alligator. I mean, it's fun. You grab onto it and hold on yeah. for the ride. Exactly. And so. Uh-huh. I learned yeah, to get gloves for sure. <laughs> See, I, I, I was told not to. I didn't wear gloves. Uh, I do just because. Well, uh, he's bigger when, than when I was little, you know. I mean, they told me yeah. when you get them, don't try to take the gloves off because that's bad when they're little, you know. But, man, I'll tell uh, you. Once, what, once, it goes, once it goes from bleeding to stitches, though, it, it helps with the gloves. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, there's a, a point, you know, that, uh, hey, I. It ain't a ten inch or twelve inch monitor. It's a, it's a goddamn three foot animal that's gonna gonna rip you up, you know. I, yeah, I think I think mine head to tail. He's probably five feet. Right. So that's why I'm building a bigger cage downstairs because he's in an entertainment center, and I've noticed if you keep them in a if you keep sizing their cages, they're better. They're better. Them, I think. I mean, it keeps yeah, them going straight to a big cage. Yeah, yeah for sure. Instead of because then they get overwhelmed and they're not sure. That's why when I pull them out of the cage, he's like, "Oh my gosh, this is new and there's so much room. Like, what do I do?" And then he just kind of freaks out. And so um, he went from like when I first got him, he was in like a forty gallon, and now he's in a big entertainment center that I've totally redone. Um, and now he's going to be moving once I get my reptile run room complete. He's going to be in a, I think it's seven and a half feet by four feet by four feet. I'm going to have it all, I'm going to have it all piped in. They go to the bathroom in their water and that's like the worst part. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to pipe it in so I can just dump it down my drain and I've, I've piped in water in my reptile room so I can spray it out. So it's going to make it my life a lot easier. Right. And so. Yeah. Dirty. I, they, they like to do that for sure. But I mean, you know, they like to burrow and everything. I'd like to get a black throat. I mean, if I that's what I'd really like to have is a black throat monitor. But oh no, I want I want to save up. I want a want a bell phase lace monitor. Well, I'd like yeah. one of them too, but that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a little bit my price range right now. Hey, you know, you know, price is only what it's worth. You know, 
I just those can't things are beautiful, though. Those are awesome. Um, and I think I think they're going to get more of them, and I think the price is going to get drilled down. Um, well, yeah. Just well, like everything else when they first come out. Well, last, I mean, I knew there about a year ago, there was only two breeders in the U.S. that were breeding them. And I think the breeding cycles, like what, from start to finish, like 235 days or something like that. It's so, like nine months, six or nine months. I mean, that's why they say that it's, you know, number one, the price of them and why there's not a lot of people breeding them because it's a long, it's a big yeah, process. It's a long process, to, yeah. You know, from start right. to finish. You know? Genetics are the same, though. I mean, you gotta you got to find out when they're ready. You have yeah. to pair them. You have to make sure everything goes good. They ovulate and then they lay the eggs. And then how long do you got? What is it, like 160 days, 180 days or something? After they lay 85 days. 85? That's not bad. But they say it's about a six-month process, too. I mean, yeah. You know, because, like, it's not, it's like, it ain't like ball pythons. You get a, a, a shit, you know, they lay 30 days after they sh the pre-lay shit. I think it's more like two months, you know. That's crazy. Something like that. So, you know, I mean, so from start to finish, it's like six months, You're, you know, which is a long time, you know. Five, oh, yeah. six I'll be right months, back. You know? But... Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be the hardest thing for me because you know fifty five days I'm looking in that incubator every day you know yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. eighty five days I'll be like oh god yeah for sure that's uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy so I don't know it'll be a good experience though because that's kind of what I'm so I actually have three boas as well. You know, and, and the reason I, I like boas, you know, I, I'm not very good at reading them like I am with ball pythons, but, you know, my boas are pretty docile. I don't have an issue with them. They've never bit me. They'll strike at the tub. They'll eat anything. But once they get out, they're fine. Um, but the cool thing is they have live birth. And yeah. so to me, that's that's a whole different ballgame. And, and that's something I want to see. And I want to try and produce you know, some ghost stuff, maybe some snows. The snows are gorgeous, but I don't, you know, I'm the kind of person that I feel more accomplished if I was to produce that snow yeah. than, than to dump the money into to buying the snow. You know? Right. But it depends on, it depends on your budget. It depends on how you are. I mean, that's, I, everybody's budget's different, you know? So. Well, and that was me. I mean, you know, my dream animal was a cow. And I happened to get a good deal on a pair. So now I get to produce what I've always wanted. Yep. So, oh, and, 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 and I never it, thought I would, you know. So, I mean, that's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And if, if that gets, if that gets opposed to you and you have that option, you know, you're going to, you're going to pull the string. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, I, I've been looking at highways and, and, you know, and, and I was looking at my, my leopard pin pie because I wanted something, you know, for my, you know, my four gene pie female that I wanted, I right. wanted, I wanted to put a pie to her because I'm not going to waste on chancing a het with her when I know she's, she can produce some really pretty babies. So right. I ended up finding that leopard pin pie and a highway and got it for the price of one. Exactly. I mean, so right there, you know, I, I visually am there. I see it. I know what the price is, and the seller's willing to work you a deal. You know, pull the string. You know, if it fits your projects, you know, you have to jump on it when 
when it's in front of you. Like, if you don't, you're going to lose out. Somebody else has that project that you're working on. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, you know, we got we got Mike from Boston Boas in the chat. He's been on the show. He, he does nothing but Boas. He, he produces a lot of nice stuff, too, so. Yeah, it's just, yeah. He just posted. He goes, "Call albino female bred to a hyper jungle, hundred percent head call albino." So, you know, fifty percent technically he should get his his albinos. You know, oh, and then you, you tie hypo into it, he should yeah. be able to get some ghost jungles. That would be, I, I think that would be pretty pretty sweet. I actually have a an anery that's head call albino. Um, and now I just got to find a hypo male that's call albino or head uh, for call albino. And then I can start dabbling into that. But I'm kind of waiting until the females, you know, I'm in no hurry. So, you know, I want them to be the right size. And like I said, I'm not going to do a ton with boas, but, you know, boas would definitely be fun. Well, whatever you do, want to buy a boa? No. Go check out his morph market and, and tell them that you uh, – <laughs> You've seen him on the Iron Animal Show, and he'll give you 15% off. <laughs> there you go. Beep. And free shipping over $400, so there you go. <laughs> uh, I just put my plug there. Actually, <laughs> nice. he, sold, and he sold a snake from somebody on here that watched that show, which was cool. So, Hey, where's he at subscribers? Is he doing a giveaway at 1000 He's doing a giveaway at 1000 um, Where's I'm he at now? Uh, I'm not sure. Who's doing the giveaway? Uh, Boston Boas. Okay. Once he hits a thousand subscribers. On YouTube? Yeah. Yep. He shows that he's got a video showing the snake that he's holding back for the giveaway. Yeah, I'll have to take a look. Yeah. I've been I've been slacking on my YouTube stuff, like trying to keep up with all the people I'm following. I'm like, oh, I just don't have enough time. And you know, the animals come first every time. So, yeah, but yeah, but after a while, if your channel gets big enough, you can't watch everybody. No, and 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 my my channel's not huge. I mean, I just put out stuff just so people can see what I'm doing. Right. Um, like I haven't done any egg cutting videos this year. You know, I've shown a little bit of my reptile room, but that's about it. I mean, I've been pretty pretty mild. You know, probably next year I'll probably really start cranking on it. You know, now that I'll have. You know, potentially my reptile room should be close to being done. Um, but yeah, I'm I definitely pushing for some stickers, like um, just because I've got a. I'm planning on doing a sticker wall. Is what I'm planning on doing. I've got a sweet wall got that I. Yeah. Let's, go. Let's trade. Yeah, I've I've got plenty. You'd be amazed how much how much gear I got. I got lanyards. I've got with my little logo on them. I've got holographic stickers i've got regular stickers i mean i'm big on my advertising i mean at the last expo i had four tables and four tables i mean you're talking 32 feet how do you make a, a backdrop to cover 32 feet yeah. so i did a 16 foot purple like drapes and then i hung my 14 foot banner and it covered i mean it was huge and so People thought it was funny because I had the biggest banner at the expo. I'm like, hey, right. you know, I, it's got to look good, right? It's got to look professional, and you got to be sure. professional about it. So, so yeah, I definitely got stickers, all sorts of stickers. So, I'll definitely send you some. Yeah, uh, uh, sticker swap for sure. 
For sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, sticker mule like is where it's at, I think. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, sent they sent me all sorts. Like like I got a roll. Like, yeah. I got a roll of these round stickers and they put out these little advertisements. So I got a roll of fifty for nine bucks. Like all right. I'll buy it. Good. Yeah, and then I then they do fifty diecast stickers. You usually get them for like nineteen bucks, so I'll end up buying like two hundred because then it drops the cost per sticker. And so I just keep my stickers up because I have my stickers out like candy when I go to an expo. I put them on front of my table every time kids come by. It's funny they'll put them right on their shirt and they'll walk around and advertise me the whole expo. It's so funny. Hell yeah. <laughs> So, what do you, you how much you pay for 200 three by three stickers? Uh, usually, if I get it on the sale, I'm usually about 70 bucks on a ballpark. So, but they're good stickers, and I mean, all you have to do is send them a picture and they'll they'll revamp it, they'll do die cast where they cut around your logo, they'll, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll do clear ones and take out the background. I mean, I've seen them do everything, they do little pennants. And that's, yeah, I actually turned them into like I took my orange lanyards. That's a big thing that that I do that I show off at my expos. We do our own orange lanyards, but now I've gotten to the point I put the little pendant on it, so you can use them as a keychain as well. But it has my pendant on it, so you know that it's just nice. little little things they do every once in a while, and I'll and I'll test them out, check them out, and if I like them, then I'll keep them, you know, and I'll keep ordering more when they have their their little sales that go on. Yeah, yeah that, that's the best. They have a lot of different products. That's the best that's about, the good about sticker mill. They do have a lot yeah. of different products. Mm -hmm. uh, we we use a different company that well they promote us, but you know we get six uh, sixty five dollars for two hundred stickers, or you know which ain't bad three by three die cast, you know. But and they're good. I, I think the die cast is where it's at. I really like the die cast compared to like if you were to look and compare the die cast. Yeah, I like the die cut stickers. I think compared they're good. compared to your regular rounds. Yeah, die cast is definitely where it's at. I, I just to me, I think it looks cleaner and. Oh, and funny, sure. Everybody loves the holographic stickers. I hate taking pictures of them. <laughs> oh I yeah, really so so they had one of those sales, and I'm like, okay, you know, all these people are doing them. I'm gonna try them, and I tried them, and with my logo being so dark, I have a dark logo with with the orange. And it actually popped really good with the holographic ones. And so I actually like them. Um, it, it brings out my snake a lot more, and it, and it looks it looks pretty good. Like, I was surprised when I got them. So nice. I keep those in stock for shipping reasons. I'll throw some of those in there, and I'll throw my die casts in there, and some magnets and stuff like that. But so. Yeah, I remember, because I got one of your stickers waiting for well, a couple years ago. Back in the day. And then, you know, you might have think, and then, you know, mine's all die cut now, too, you know, I mean, I like yeah. the way the die cut, I mean, I, that's the only way to go to me, you know, is just a die cut, you know, I mean, I'll have to send you some new ones, I got some new ones in, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because what I want to do is I got, on one wall, it has a window that looks into my office, so I can be in my office, look out in my snake room, uh, and I have, like, a little counter, and everything under that counter, I'm going to do a higher counter for like cutting eggs and stuff. Underneath, I'm going to have all my hatchlings. So I'm probably going to have 100 plus hatchling rack underneath. 
And then what I'm going to do is from, from that counter, all the people that I've met, I'm going to put on that wall. So if I have a chance to meet you, I want to be able to put that on the wall that I've met, you know. And then on the back beam, I'm planning on putting everybody that has sends me a sticker, I'm going to put it on that beam, you know. Right. So, and if people come visit me, I'll let them put the sticker on the wall, you know, with me being able to meet them. I, uh, you know, it's awesome. I know. So is your banner bigger than Ball Python Boulevard? Uh, I don't know if I've seen his. I know he. I know he's a distributor, uh, but I think I think he did have a pretty big banner. I think mine's fourteen by four, and I think he has a full backdrop. Does he? I, I think I, I think he has a full backdrop. And, but what I do with mine is I just do. You know, I have a lot of cool pop-ups like everybody else. I take PVC and I've I've taken purple and I've just sewed the top and sewed the bottom and I slide them on the PVC so it looks like I've got drapes. And then I just hang my my banner over the front of that and it right. kind of offsets that. The funny thing with my, right. my colors is my kids wanted purple. I wanted orange. And black was always going to be in it. You know, everybody has black in theirs. And so finally we decided what we're going to do, we're going to do purple and orange and black. And so that's where the purple and orange and black came from. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would just mess up. I'm sure Mike, you know, he's, he's one of them guys. That oh, no. I, I've seen him. I, I've seen some of his posts. Yeah. He, he, but, but, you know, and that's, that's good though. I mean, that's, that's taking pride in your work. I mean, yeah. you know, I've been to expos and I've seen breeders that don't even have a banner. Right. You know, and, and granted, yeah, they probably, they probably produce great snakes and everything like that. But you know, what car gets pulled over the most yellow cars, red cars, those high bright colors that makes a difference. If you have a poppy banner or something that stands out, you know, you look more professional. People are going to come to you oh, before they come like, to the person that doesn't even have a have a, a tablecloth on their stuff. Like, well, that's like YouTube on. says: black, red, and yellow are the three most dominant colors for a thumbnail. Yep, yep. So it's a big thing. I mean, that's I, and maybe that's why I did the orange because it just it clashes with everything. You know, it's right. it's it pops. You know. Oh yeah. So I think I, and, and everybody changes their stuff. I've seen I've seen people change their logos and that's fine. But you gotta build it up for what you want it to be. Right. Oh yeah. Exactly. So, he he was a chip dealer too, ain't he? Oh yeah. Yeah, he he's the one for Washington actually. I gotcha. Yeah, but Mike from Ball Python Boulevard, he covers Washington, uh, Oregon, Montana, and Idaho. And, and a lot of the times I'll cover Southern Idaho just cause he's clear up in Washington. Like right. that's far for him. And it's like two hours for me. You right. Know? And I talked to the distributor in like Denver, they're in Denver, but Evingston's like an hour away from me and they're right on the border of Utah and, and Wyoming and they're in Wyoming, but that's their state. So I contacted the distributor and said, Hey, I got a pet store. Do you want me to supply or do you want me just to pass it over to you? And so I've just passed it. You know, he's like, oh, you just do it. And so I signed a contract with the lady and, you know, now I've got an Evingston store 
but that's not in my jurisdiction. It's just how we work with other distributors. So you have to work with other people if you oh, want to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's why these lives, I think, are great because, you know, there's questions that people don't don't want to ask, but if they can ask and not be belittled, then, you know, we that, all learn that's something. That's the key. Yeah, because yeah. Facebook's the devil. Facebook is the devil. So Facebook I, is the devil, yeah. Yeah, so, so the funny thing is, if, if you watch some of my stuff on Facebook, I will never talk about any reptile stuff really on Facebook. You know, yeah, people yeah. ask, hey, you know, what genetic is this? And, you know, I have a good idea. Mine might not be right, but I won't even mention it because somebody else can come back with a different comment. Oh, no, 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 it can't be that. Or they'll and, be like, and that's it'll be, your total. And then they're 12 or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, don't, I just don't. I know, I know better than that. Nate, yeah. been around long enough, you know, it's like, what the? Well, and, and kind of a. a Kind of a funny story. I uh, was looking on a local page here. It's KSL. It just has classified. So I kind of watch my. I I've sold stuff on it, but I was looking and there was a there was a ball python. It was a het ball python. And so I'm like, okay, het ball python female. All right. So I turned around and hit him up and like, hey, you know, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. And I'm like, so you got a head ball python for sale? And he's like, yeah. And I go, what's it, what's it head for? And he goes, it's, it's a head ball python. I go, yeah, but like what genetic is a head for? And he turns around and he goes, well, if you don't know what head means, you, sh you shouldn't even be contacting me about this. And I'm like, just, just unloaded on me. And I was like, what are you talking about? I go, I know what head means. And he turns around and he's like, well, then why are you asking me what it's hep for? If you already know what it's hep for, I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what it's hep for. It could be hep for a lot of things. And he goes, well, stop, stop bugging me, you know. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, I breed snakes. I, I know what hep means. And that's why I was just wondering what it was hep for. I go, I'm not trying to get in an argument with you. But he wanted to argue. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, this is his uncle. And, you know, I'm a cop. And. And, you know, stop harassing him. I go, I wasn't harassing him. I go, you know, I breed snakes. I have over 100 snakes. I was just curious what it was hep for. But that's fine. I'll leave him alone. And after that, I didn't talk to him again. Yeah. That's I was like, insane. yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, two days later, it's hep for albino. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Must be a little kid, and that's fine. He just wanted a little bit yeah. more money. He was guessing, yeah. He's just yeah. guessing at that point. So, and that's fine. If you want a little bit more money, that's fine. But I'm not going to buy it because I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, pretty interesting. I, I, I had a good, good laugh about that one. Well, yeah, I used to be in a couple groups just because I always I like looking at all the animals at first. But it's like, yeah, you can't say nothing really, nothing no. without mm -hmm. without some kind of bullshit like raining down. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if anybody. And, 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 and that's the problem. If anybody asks a question for help, all they get is people doubting them. You're yeah. about what they're is. They don't oh, even. Yeah. Is that not even help them out? You know. No. Yeah, no. they'll be asking the question. Hey, how is this enclosure? Well, you're doing this, 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 this wrong. He's asking. You know, most people won't ask. It's like, right. Jesus, don't kill him already. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, because them groups, it probably it probably runs way more people out of the hobby than it helps them. 
Oh, oh we've sure. talked about it many times. It, I bet it just turns so many people off. Oh yeah, uh, you know, you, you, it just it ruins people. I'm sure. You know, well, if you and start then you, there, you're ruined. And then you turn around and get that poor, poor person that turns around that loves animals, loves reptiles. And I actually was watching this Facebook group just jump down this guy's back. He turned around and he, he's like, you know, I, 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 I have two snakes in the same tank. They've always been in the same tank. Never had an issue with it. He goes, I come home to eggs. And he goes, you know, I don't know if they're good. And he posts a picture and people are like, well, how, how did you not know she was going to lay? He goes, because I didn't know. And they're like, yeah. well, how'd she get pregnant? Well, I, I have two snakes in a cage. Well, and they're like, well, you shouldn't have two females. Yeah, you shouldn't have two snakes in a cage. Well, he's like, you know, I don't breed. He goes, I'm just wondering if these eggs are, are viable. Like, I left on a trip. I come home to eggs. Are they viable or are they not viable? And everybody was just like, that, you know, you shouldn't be breeding snakes. You shouldn't be keeping them in the same thing. He's he asking about the eggs. He's asking about the eggs. Who cares about the way he takes care of his animals? That's up to him. I mean, we can help, but we shouldn't turn around and yell at him and say, hey. Yeah, just say, hey, that's probably not the best idea. But now that you're here, let's, yeah. you know, do this. Yeah, let's this, take this, care of the know? eggs, the babies that you could potentially have, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, you're limiting those animals in that life because they're being rude to him. Like, that's not, that's not cool. I don't even get on her no more because I found myself messaging these people in private message to help them out because nobody was helping them. So here I'm spending my time trying to help somebody, you know. And even and that it, hurts I get, too, though. Yeah. I get more frustrated at the people with some of the shit they say. It's like, you really tell this shit to people? It's like, man, you yeah. cannot even be in a group of anything. No. You know? No. Well, well, Brian Barczyk talks about, you know, Brian Barczyk had a hard time for a while because, you know, people people would, they actually had Facebook groups. Yeah. I, I think, did you ever watch that stuff? They used to have Facebook groups that said, you know, hey, Brian Barczyk. Yeah. Like, yeah. How's, how's that even, like, that makes no sense. Right. Don't you have something better with your time to do than turn around and be like, hey, you know, this guy, you know, he breeds animals. Okay. Like, I've, seen video, I've seen videos where they, they do a whole video and they show everything he's ever done wrong. You know, you know, taking little clips here and there. It's like, dude, how much has he done right, though? You know, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of that it just shows kind of that the guy's freaking human. <laughs> it's like right. he's not a. Ro- we all make mistakes. We're all gonna, you know. But but the biggest them. kicker is when you make that mistake, do we learn from it? Because if you're not learning from it, then you're exactly. not doing something right. That's exactly. that's what a lot of people. I mean, if you're making the same mistake over and over and over, then you know, I, I can understand why people would jump down your back a little bit, but. Exactly. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't be where we are without people like Brian Barczyk or Justin Kabelka or some of these guys. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't have the knowledge. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so. I mean, you know, there's a lot of older older people that's really brought, to, that were, you know, founded this industry. But, you know, Brian Barczyk, you know, he, he really put a lot of it to light, I think, with, you know, snake bites and everything, you know, and that. 
Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just laughing because of what Heather said. <laughs> Heather turns around. She goes, "If you're a dick to me, oh yeah, gonna, yeah." Did you see that? She's gonna be a dick back. Well, hey, that's that's fair. I mean, that's exactly, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're respectful about it, I think. Everybody's open to it, and, and you have to in this industry, you have to be open to something. Like, if right. I'm doing something wrong, I posted one video about my Nile monitor and I was feeding him. And I had this one guy post on my YouTube thing, and you could probably go back and look at it because it's still there because I didn't delete it. Um, right. He turned around and says, You know, I don't want to be that guy. Um, and, and I raised then Nile no. monitors. He goes, But I actually. He, he needs a bigger cage. And so he was being respectful about it. So I messaged back straight up and I'm like, Hey, you know, I totally understand. I'm in the process. And I actually sent him pictures and said, Hey, you know, I'm working on this, this cage for him. And it's just a matter of, you know, a couple weeks before he moves. And he goes, Oh no, you're totally fine. I wasn't trying to cause any issues. I was just telling you from my experiences, they do need a bigger cage. And right. so that was, well, that's how you're supposed to handle it. You're not supposed to turn People around. don't stop to think, though, that, you know, like in a YouTube video, that that may not be what, how they are all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. That's like you, you, you he could have, like, I did a video of a feeding video of my monitor one time where he was in a little enclosure and stuff, and I fed him, and I got a bunch of shit. I can't believe he's in that enclosure. I can't believe you did that. And I posted a video. It's like, look, he lives in a freaking four foot by four foot by two foot enclosure. He's fine. He was just in another tank while I was cleaning, and I fed him and filmed him. It was oh, like, yeah. you know, so he's not in there every day. And I, there's still people that are, you can't do that. It's like, well, whatever, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Well, it's, you know. it's, I mean, I, that's the biggest thing I see is is people will say if you show your retics and you got any big or berms, big big snakes, that cage that, it's way too small an enclosure. Yeah. It's like you should have that that in a twelve or fourteen or twenty foot enclosure. I'm thinking you have to know that's the people that don't they just like to say stuff because a retic might be 14 foot long, but want to be in a, a six foot enclosure because it feels more secure. You know, you can put it in that bigger enclosure and it, it, it may change the whole attitude of the snake. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It does with monitors. Bad, just like he talked about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You give him a big enclosure there. When, when he moves over, he's going to be a little hot to trot when I first get him. But as soon as he starts filling out that cage, you know, then he'll understand, you know, once he starts getting bigger, but but it's it but it's true it's I mean but, it, had, but, but, but it's the same you know you've had a ball python you put it a bigger tub and you you've seen the difference and I've actually had to take it and put it back in a smaller tub to get it to eat better and oh, to yeah. Yep. better. Yeah. it's the same way with the big snakes you know if they're not ready they're not ready you know. It, you got to admit, though, it is a blast when you get somebody that's never seen, like, a snake rack before. Like, my uh, my, uh, my daughter, um, my stepdaughter, she came and seen it for the first time. She was all like, um, Papa, um, why do you keep snakes in a dresser? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's not a dresser. You know, and then I had to explain to them they have eat for each level, you know, and once you show them, then they're all like, wow, that's amazing. You know, all that going on in one little deal. And then yeah. it's cool that way, you know, but it's it's so funny how they're all like, you know. Well, I, 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 I tell people when I have a lot of snakes, I and then I then they're like, "How many you have?" I go, "Well, I'm roughly about a hundred. And they're like, first thing that they pops into their head, 
this dude's got like glass tanks all over his house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go, Do you have any venomous? No, I don't have any venomous. Oh, are they just running around in your house? No, they're not running around in my house. <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, they're not dogs. I'm not going to just let them roam my house. They're going to get somewhere and then I'll lose them and then I'll, then they'll die. And that's, that's not what I would do. You know? So yeah, I, I've I had people in the, I've had people walk in the room and they're like, hey, where's the snakes? And it's like, they're in the drawers. <laughs> and they're, oh, yeah. they're in there? And it's like, yeah, that's where they live. They're in here. Yep. Yep. Well, I it's think it's funny because people complain about, you know, size of that, like enclosures and stuff. Yeah. Refer to this. Do they put their dog in a kennel when they go to work? What's I don't I don't yeah. get it. You yeah. know. Well, and and I kind of got in a little debate today because I'm actually looking about getting another Great Dane, and and I, I love their ears cropped. I mean, it's personal preference. You right. Know, you, yeah. You don't have, but there's a reason they've been cropped is because you know they have issues with their ears. You know they get a lot of buildup in the ear infections and stuff like that. So that's why the cropping came into play. Granted, pit bulls tend, I mean, when they used to do theirs, they'd do them super short or they mess them up because they wouldn't do them correctly, you know. But I'm going to I'm gonna get a Great Dane, and I had one person say, you know, that's animal cruelty. I'm like, how do you figure it? I mean, boys get their their things snipped, like, don't they? What's, what's the difference between that? Because that's a cleanliness issue compared to the same difference with a dog. What's the difference between animal cruelty and and kid cruelty like what's the difference yeah when you're cropping the ear it's a whole lot different than cutting it to the skull for a fight you know it's like they yeah. put the two together and it's like it's two different deals you know yeah it's like yeah yeah, yeah if my if my big boy comes over yeah you'll see him I, I picked him up as a rescue and, and his his ears are cropped and they're they look great you know so right. but he's, he's 10 years old and getting old so i'm kind of getting worried about him so now I'm looking to get another pup just to kind of yeah let it for my other dog, you know, train him and stuff before. Oh, they, that's the best trainer right there. Oh, yeah. That, that is the best. People think, oh, it's you. No, if you have an older dog around, that's going to be your best trainer. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, but, yeah, that's kind of well, what I believe. If it's not like a lump. People argue about stupid stuff. Like, yeah, it's, it's my animal. I can do what I want with my animal. And at the, end the, at the end of the day, if you think it's animal cruelty, put me in and, and have me investigated. Like, that's fine. They're going to look at you and be like, you're crazy, man. He's doing great. Yeah, yeah it wasn't with a pair of scissors in the alley. It was at a no. vet and had it done yeah. correctly. And yeah, it's not the rough stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's funny the way that they put everything together when it comes to the animals, all kinds of different animals, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they got to argue about something. And at the end of the day, my snakes are fine. My snakes are fed. They're clean. They got water. They're happy. I mean, far as I can tell, they don't bite me. So apparently I'm doing something right. If, if yeah, exactly. If I'm bugging them and causing issues and they're aggressive and, and they don't want to be touched, nothing. There's something going on there. For sure. Well, that's like the whole YouTube thing, you know, people with the rooms and all that shit. And, you know, people keep rotting animals and shit. It's like, come into my snake room. There's nothing in there that's not, I mean, everything's clean, everything, you know, it's like people have dogs and cats and regular animals and just filth, you know, it's like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dogs know. are the worst. I have dust all over my house because of my dogs. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it just it don't matter. It, it depends on the person how they keep their house. I mean, some people, you know, you can walk in and they got a sink full of dishes and they never do their dishes and you know their house is dirty and and it just you know it's same with their animals. I mean, they don't care about their animals, you know. But I, I'm, yeah, with, I get- I'm with you on the you know I know so many people that. You know, the first thing they do is they go put their dog in a kennel, in a cage, and then they go to work all day, you know? Eight Those hours. The same ones that they were mean for eating uh, a rat or something off, you know? Well, I wanted to do this. I've never kept one in a, in a cage, ever. That's the worst to me, yeah. Yeah. Mine don't even wear collars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not, unless not unless we're going somewhere. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know. Well, that's like me and my dog. It was actually the reverse because I got a bully and I didn't get his ears done. And he's got nasty ears all the time. And I've been told if I would have got him, you know, done, his ears wouldn't be that bad. Well, and that's why pit bulls, I mean, my my brother had so many infections in his pit bulls ears. And it was because of that because they hang Mm -hmm. down and they don't get they don't get a breathe. You know, and with bigger ears like that, I mean, think about all the hound dogs. I bet they have horrible ear issues. And the only reason, the only reason why I didn't get his ears done is because people, as soon as they see the ears, they automatically think bad. And it's that's me. the only reason why I didn't get his ears yeah. done. Yeah. I just, I was, I didn't want everybody to have that, you know, right away shock. Like, oh my God, is that one of those dogs? It's like, yeah. But, Do- but Dobermans are I, the same way. Dobermans. Yeah, I, well, most people wouldn't even know what a Dover, Doberman was if his ears were up and his tail were Exactly. Up. You know, they'd be all like, what is that? It's like, you know, because it looks yeah. totally different, you know? Yeah, exactly. Dobermans are real bad. The classic Doberman, if, if it's got floppy ears and a tail, people don't know what the hell they are. Is that a hound dog? <laughs> is that a skinny hound or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that dog where ears are up and you're going to think it's going to kill you after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my dog sounds like he'll kill you, but then you come in and he's fine. Like he'll look you right in the face and bark, but he's like, "Whatever, we're good." <laughs> that is that is the thing about the Great Danes. They get right eye level or above you to look. You know, when like you're sitting down or something, they'll get right on you. And just oh yeah, like, nothing stays on my counter. <laughs> yeah, it's like please be nice, please be nice. <laughs> That's how much this master was, man. He was just so huge, and he just the bark on him, you know, just like it's they, more they intimidating. Look- you got a two hundred forty-five dog intimidating anyway, you know. I was a paper boy and somebody had one, man. They opened the damn dog the door. I was like, oh, I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. It would look like a horse it looked like a horse to me then, you know. I was like twelve or something. I was like, Holy shit, what is that thing? Well, that's funny. I don't even think I'd ever seen a great Dane at that time in life. I was like, What the freak is that, man? Oh yeah. They're they're big dogs, but I mean attitudes on them. I mean it's uh, animals are just great in general. I mean reptiles mammals whatever you want i i've been more of a more of a reptile guy i've always been a dog guy um i did have some some i had a savannah cat for a while and that thing was crazy it chew on my table like a dog (laughs) so so the way i do so i just seen that from mr j the way I size, it's personal preference. I've seen breeders that put their big animals in a different, different, um, a small tub, and and that's personal preference. But 
when it comes down to it, the best way I look at it is the length on your tub, the back of it, and up the side of it is the length of that, as big as that snake should be. Does that make sense? So if you've got a 41-quart tub, you know, say you got 18 inches here and four feet here, you know, they can be that big and they'll be fine inside that. That's how I judge it. You know, all when I size up my my babies, when they get to the point in the six quart tubs, they make that full L. Then I turn around and I bump them up to the 15 quarts because I'm running, I'm just running the, the Sterilite tubs. Um, and that's how I bump them up. Once they once they break that L, that's when you, you know, they should be sizing up. And, th and they'll that's size. Good, that's good to know. Yeah, it's a, it's a good size and, and they'll just keep moving up. And pretty much a 32 quart is, is roughly what I keep my males in because the males stay smaller. Um, I bump my females up into a 41 quart and all my females are into those. And so they can be a little bit small, but that gives them a little bit extra to grow. So a lot of my females will get length before they get girth, but they're still size-wise to, to produce. So Nice. Yeah, I think I need to to make me a rack to do fifteen quart because mine so, goes so worth it. So worth it. I love it. Yeah, because I do. I, mine's either going to go six to twenty eight to forty one. You know, mm -hmm. and that's a hard jump. I think between the six and the twenty eight. You know, um, I didn't have some fifteen quart Sterilite tubs, but I never had a rack for them. But I did see that that's a little bit better for them. I, so I would like to build one just for 15 quart, you know? Okay. So, so use the, the ones I use are the purple latch lids. Um, okay. And so you use the purple latch lids, but if you build those correctly, you can actually, a lot of the racks come where you can put the 32s in sideways. And right. then you also have your 15s. You'll have a double 15 and then a 32. So if you build it, double wide you can actually be interchangeable and the 28 core sterilites usually are roughly about the same as the, the 32 sterilites so the only difference between those is, is you get more height on your 32s on that one but the base is the same as the 28s that are shallower that's the only difference only a snake breeder knows this much about a sterilite tubs <laughs> you'd be amazed you'd be yeah. amazed how many times and racks that i've been through it's it's crazy well yeah because i've got i've got two full 28 quart racks and i could actually take uh -huh. one and make it into a 15 quart you know right now you know yeah i could yeah. just so what i'm you know what I, what i'm planning with my snake room is i'm gonna have um three 10 tall 41 quarts. I'm going to have two 10 tall 32 quarts, but they're going to be the long pole. So not the sideways pole, but it'll be the long pole. And then I'm going to turn my, my 15 32s is what they call them. Like if you were to order something, it'd be a 15 32. Right. And those are the sideways ones, but I'm going to, I have two of those. I'm going to turn those all into strictly, you know, 15 quarts so I can hold, you know, you're talking 40 grow outs right there. And then I'll have probably over a hundred six quart tubs for the babies in my new room that I'm building. 
So, I mean, it's going to be nice when it's done and it's going to save me so much time because I've had to carry jugs of water down there and stuff like that. So, you know, I definitely recommend the, the 1532s if you're going to do it because then they're interchangeable. So, so when they get to the point they're ready to come out of the 15, you can put them directly into the 32 because equivalent, they're pretty much as that 28. The only difference is they're a little bit taller. Right. Welcome, Rob. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, and I don't have Hi. no wrong reason because I got a, a 10 high 28, 11 high 28, a 12 high 41. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted 12s actually because me being six foot, you know, and, and I have step stools too. I mean, 12s I think would be good because I can, I can look into an 11, no problem. Yeah, so the 12 ain't no deal. So. No. Just one that you're winging it. <laughs> well, you put the less less aggressive one. You don't put it on, on the, the top. top. And you don't put it on the bottom either. No. <laughs> I've learned that one. Yeah. If they're ready to eat, they'll come out. And if you you're kneeled down that close to them, they're coming right out at you. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're so, in the middle somewhere. I can, yeah. I can, yeah. Yeah. Or you can keep an eye on them. And for some odd reason, I like. Uh, I do like the clear clear tubs. That's just personal preference because then I know where they're at. That, that, yeah, I use the clear tubs. I, I mean, you know, a lot of people say those are great. I, I don't know. I just like seeing my animals in the front too. I, I don't know. I like the clear tubs. I mean, I, I, I just don't want to get bit. Like I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with that shit. I'm done with it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, t I'll take it. So it was really funny because I it took me. Uh, it was last, uh, the end of last year. It was funny. I had snakes for about three years and I've never been bit three years, never been bit by a snake. <laughs> and the funny thing, my buddy comes over and I pull out my bamboo. That's heck clown. And she tags me and I, and you know, it spooked me cause I've never been tagged and it hit me and I was like, Oh, and he just laughs at me and I'm thinking, <laughs> shut up, man. Like, that's not funny. And he goes, did it hurt? I go, no. It felt like somebody just poked me with a pin, like, whoop, here you go. Well, that same night, I got bit again. And I'm like, three years, I've never been bit. The same night, I got bit twice. That's why. So two days later, I go into where my adults are, and I actually have an African import, a couple of them. And we're in my snake room, and my buddy's checking stuff, and I'm like, holding this snake out, showing him. I mean, she's She's sub-adult, and, and she hits me right right there on the hand and latches and starts rolling me, like wrapping me up, and I'm holding on to her. And my buddy looks at me and goes, oh, yeah, yeah, she, I should something. But I held on to her for probably a good five minutes before she did that. And my buddy goes, he goes, man, you're a man. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, you took that, and you didn't even flinch. And I was like, I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one of my well, pups. There she goes. I always, I always tell everybody it's not the it's not the bite that gets you, it's the quickness. I don't even think it's that. I think it's the adrenaline knowing that you're gonna be bit. So if you get bit, it's no big deal. But it's right. but if you're looking in there and you know that snake's ready to bite, don't put your hand in there because it's yeah. that adrenaline that really gets us all nervous. At the end of the day, we get bit, it's not that big of a deal. Mm -mm, not at all, yeah. 
it's, it's just, oh, I'm going to get bit. And, and you just kind of ramp it up and make yourself nervous. And it's that's <laughs> what it is, pretty much. My daughter got bit by a leopard gecko, and it broke skin. So she had no idea what was going to happen, you know. Well, what's, what's here? When I had that boa, you know, that big boa of mine, once she tagged me a couple times, the ball balls don't even phase me no more. Oh, no. You get hit no. by a big foot boa, dude, I'll tell you what, screwed up that ball fight ball ain't nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my friend that came over that night, he was actually feeding, and his girlfriend actually was messing with his boa, and he's, he's got a pretty big boa. I bet it's, I bet it's seven feet, eight feet, and it hit his girlfriend – Right on the hand, and it bruised her hand. That's how hard she got hit by that thing. Oh yeah, they are hard, dude. And they and they're fast, and they're way faster than boas. Oh yeah, I, I'll tell you what. That's the only snake I've had that would shake her enclosure when she would hit a rat. I mean, move, move the whole enclosure. She'd hit it so hard. <laughs> Just like, oh my god. I heard I mean, bloods, bloods are like that. Bloods I mean, and Matrins and stuff like that, they're the same way. Yeah, it's just crazy how hard they are. Pound for pound, way just... Well, and, See, every and, time we talk about this, I keep thinking that one of Marino, so it was only a ball python, but man, she smacked the side of that cage. Oh, man. <laughs> Missed no. the rat. Missed the rat. It just... I mean, you heard it in the video. Wham! It's like, oh. I think that, I think that might have been the hardest one I've seen from a ball python. That's crazy. I had one that had hit over and over. I mean, she must have been really hungry that night because I'd, I'd walk by. She'd hit the top. Boom. Boom. Just by walking by. And I'm like, I fed you. And so I gave her, a, I doubled her up that night. But but every time I'd pass in front of that rack, you'd hear it just, bam, just hit that rack. So. Oh, yeah. Because. I took on a couple rescue boas, somebody that they, they were having problems with, and I ended up getting rid of them. I told her I, I can't help her out. You know, I think they do got a little bit bigger teeth, Jay. And, uh, every time I'd walk by their tub, they'd hit the front. Wham! I mean, you know, that's how me. And then when you'd feed them, they'd come halfway out of the tubs. <laughs> they're talking, you know, five-foot boas, you know, or whatever, six-foot. I was like, and, and just mean to all to get out, you know. I mean, I said, I can't tame them down. I don't, you know, they're bows. I tried. Screw that, dude. You know, I don't. Once I got rid of my boa, I'm good. I can't read them. I don't care to ever have another one. Yeah, boas are hard to read. You can't tell if they're going to strike. And, and when they hit, they hit fast. Yes. And, and they don't have to hit once. Like no. all pythons, their defense strike, they'll hit you once. Boas. Uh, we went to check my buddy Mike's when he first started doing boas. He didn't know how to sex them, so I'd go sex them for him um, just because I've learned how to sex them. Um, and my son, I showed my son, and my, there was this really mean one that got out one time. And they go, ever since he got out, he's been he's been just a little, little shit. And I'm like, all right. My son's like, I'll do it. I don't mind getting bit. And I'm like, all right, here you go. So he got it. And that sucker turned around and just bit him like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like, I think he hit him like, I bet he hit him four or five times. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. A ball yeah. python hits you once and be like, leave me alone. Oh, they're, they, and they, they're going to hit you eventually. I don't, I don't care. I mean, if I was just, you know, mine was fine. And just, you know, I've been handling it. It was like six, seven foot. 
and then just just said, you know what, just turn around, and bit me for no reason, you know. Yep. I mean, got bit in the side of the face by his perfect one. Never bit anybody. Bit yep. inside the face. Yep. It is funny when people always ask me, "Is this snake bit? You know, is it going to bite me?" It's like it can. <laughs> it probably won't, but it can. It can. You know, yeah, it, it hasn't yet. How about that? Yep. Yeah, I hate when people are like, "Oh no, this is that." It's the people that say, "Oh, this is the one that will never bite anybody." That's the one that usually bites somebody. Yeah, every time. <laughs> every time. I mean, I got ones that I don't think would ever bite anybody, but I still tell them it's a wild animal, man. I mean. It could happen. <laughs> I mean, we we had tell him anyway. Whoa. I almost fell over. Whoa. <laughs> that would have um, been good. Yeah, that would be perfect on live, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, what I was going to tell you is one of the expos, uh, not last expo, the expo prior, we turned around and we had an incident with that. We had a rescue upstairs that turned around and they had a, a blood python and this kid wanted to hold it. And they're like, as long as your parents are, are cool with it. And they're like, oh, yeah. Never had an issue. That blood python hit that kid right in the face. Oh, right yeah. in the face. And I'm thinking, oh, of all things, you know. Yeah, I I always tell people that it could bite just in case. You know, it's like it don't normally, but anything could happen. You might have some weird smell on you or something. You never know. You know, it's like it could happen. Right, Jason. I don't, I don't trust that. I I don't believe that's a true story. He said, "My African tree boa." Or my Amazon tree bow will never bite anyone. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Our green tree python was like that too. We never had an issue. One day my son got it out and attacked him. <laughs> well. Yeah, Amazon tree bow up now. I, I know better than that. Yeah. And they got some gnarly teeth. Gnarly teeth. Yeah. Huge. And the so. tree pythons do too, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. got some pretty good teeth. Oh. So, I actually heard that the hit from the blood pythons are the worst. So a little backstory on, on, on blood pythons. You guys might know this, but they don't poop. I mean, they probably poop like four to one time a year. Like they don't poop a lot. So yeah. that's why they get so big. And what they do is they actually use the feces in their body. So when they strike something, they strike so hard because they have all that feces. So when they hit something, they have all that back pressure that actually makes them strike harder. They'll actually open up tubs when they strike. Wow. Damn. I mean, I knew they didn't use the bathroom very much, but. But that, that's, the, that's the main purpose is because it gives them the, the striking power to actually, like, you know, make it worth it if they're going to hit something. But then so I, it's, all, seen, it's all about the poop. But I've seen yeah. some guys have to go in there and, and actually have to work to get them to, to you know, release that, you know. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine cleaning that. Oh, who, who did a video? I don't know if it was – it might have been Kevin from Nerd or somebody. One of them, I watched a video and they had to do that, and I was like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> Mason just said his GTP is the best biter. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, that ha that happens. So, so when's the new room going to be done? You know, I so I actually almost went full time reptiles and Repti Chip because you know I'm a distributor for the Repti Chip Plus 
I also have the easy hatch trays. We supply the easy hatch trays as well. Um, and so between all that, you know, I, I went full time. Like I quit my job prior a week prior to COVID and I was legitimately working full time from home for two months. And then when they started canceling all the expos, I was like, okay, I got to find something. I got to, I can't do that because if they're canceling expos last year, I alone, I've ended at 10 expos. Um, and so with no expos, I'm not making nothing. You know, I'm funny. I don't, I don't post on any, I mean, every once in a while I'll post on the local sites, you know, to sell my animals and stuff. But a lot of the time I don't, um, I'm on Morph Market, but I've never posted anything on Morph Market because I haven't had had to move them. I mean, my expos would move them just fine. So I ended up going back, and pretty much that's all I did as I was working on that reptile room. All my money dumped into the reptile room. Um, so, so I'm hoping, you know, now that I got a full-time job, I'm hoping probably beginning of the year-ish is what I'm hoping. You know, I've got flooring. i got some drywalling to do. But then the custom cages for the Nile is going to be different because I'm going to pipe it in so I can have a ball valve and just drain his water out and wash his tub out. Um, same with the peach throats. That'll be nice. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to save me a lot of time, a lot, a lot of a lot of headache that I don't like to do. Carrying out a a, a seven gallon tub full of you know poopy water, not not you know exciting. <laughs> I use a shop back. Hey. That's not a bad idea. I take the I take the filter out, a wet dry vac. I shot vac it out, pour it outside, and I fill it up with a hose. I, oh, I, so. I made I made Ergon's enclosure to where the the rat tubs that we you know the low tubs it fits uh -huh. right in there for his pool, so it's easy to take out. But yeah, I usually just use a shop vac, take all the the water out of it and stuff. Well, so so the, so the way my cage is, he has above it. And then he's got his water, but I actually have a door that flips down, an individual door. So I can actually flip that door down and just remove his whole water tub and just carry that straight out. And he's fine. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh. Is, uh, is Heather still in the chat? Uh, I haven't seen her in a little bit, but she might still be here. I, don't know. Okay. I was going to ask her a question if she was here. We still got thirteen watching. Yeah. So, what questions you got for me? You got any special questions? Anything you guys want to know? Shit, I think you've answered them all. I, I was just gonna say I've I've learned quite a bit already. I'm not sure if there's anything to add. You got any critters you want to show us? Uh, yeah, I can actually show you one of my new produced ones that that my buddy called dibs on because I switched him out for a pastel leopard. But you have to give me a minute. And no they're problem. downstairs. Okay, give me a minute. Cool. Intermission. You can keep that snow. Hey, Mr. J said I had a little bit of an echo, but I've shut off like everything and it still sounds weird. I don't hear it. You don't hear it? All right. I don't know. He said something about it earlier. But I've shut off the computer and the phone and everything, and it still sounds the same to me, so I don't know. Either way, I'll be right back, too. All right.
Well, I was just wondering because did if y'all were in the chat earlier, I don't know. Did Heather say she's doing a live egg cutting tonight? Does anybody know that? What are you wanting about? Well, I wait to see how long before. Are, Heather, are you doing a live egg cutting tonight? Is that what I, I read earlier? Is it tonight? Well, that's why I was wondering because I was going to end the live a little early because so she could do oh, it. Yeah. You know, that's why I was asking. So. Well, let's go. Let's see what we're doing. All right. Well, we're we're probably only going to be on a little bit longer, not long, so you can do that. I, I That's what I want to make sure. I don't want to be on here because I know it's late where you're at. Uh, I mean, I know it's quarter after 10, so um, we'll, we'll do we, do we get a heckle the chat? Do we get a heckle the chat? Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Oh, run up. Let me up. Single. Oh, nice. You're a mastic. Yep. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. See if I can get him in the camera. There we go. Man, that is red, red. Oh, yeah. Look at his belly. Oh, yeah, really yellow in the center there. That's, That's crazy. Bad. Isn't Those that weird? Cool yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Is that stripe on the tail, the stripe you were talking about? The stripe on the tail? Is that the one you were talking about where it gets the different colors? No, he's 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 an adult, so he can see all these colors right here. Yeah. They're normally just a normal grayish color, and you can't really ah. see them. But as they get older, their colors come in, and that's where you start getting all the oranging. Oh, those are cool looking. Yeah, so. Yeah, and awesome. they're vegetarians only, huh? Just vegetables? Just veggies. Wow. Yeah, so. Those are cool. Yeah, I'll go put them back, and I'll bring up, I think I got a couple snakes I can show you. Right yeah, some of the ones awesome. I produced just recently. I got some still in in the eggs right now that I'm waiting to come out. I finally proved out a het clown female. That was cool. Nice. So hold on one sec. Um, just so you know, Justin. Yeah. Um, Heather said I am the mod. So what I'd say is what goes. So if you heckle, I can remove you from that chat. Heather. You're going to leave this guy in charge? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. I'm yep. I'm on. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. I'll be nice. I'll be good. Is she doing it on uh, Instagram or here? No, she'll do it on YouTube. Well, right on. So, right after we're done? Yeah, I'm going to. I need like a five minute intermission, though. Yeah. Yeah, I've been mobbed like day one on her channel. Well, I, I'm not. That's sure. why people. She, if you have a channel, she has to be your mod because she don't take no crap from nobody. Not even. Oh no! I was gonna say something earlier. We were talking about. I couldn't remember what we were talking about, but I was like, "Yeah, when she's in here, you just wait. If somebody comes in and says something lippy, she'll be all over them like the wind." And if you notice that it's there is, um, what we'll probably do is I'll probably no more. We'll we'll end this live probably. In, 10, 15 minutes. 
I'd say. Does that sound good to you? That's fine. Yeah, whenever, just as long as we're all good here. It's no that problem. They sound like you're underwater is what they sounded like. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I um, probably about 10 or 15 minutes, Heather will end this. She's going to do a live egg cutting tonight, Jeremy, on oh. YouTube. So oh, yeah, I'll definitely you. turn it on. So we'll uh, once we're done here, we'll 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 in here by ten fifteen minutes, and then we'll jump over and watch that live egg cutting because she's uh it's about ten thirty there. So oh yeah, that's that's definitely late. Okay, this one, if she's good about it, I picked this one up for my buddy. So this is a pastel VPI Exantic. Nice. Oh, wow. Like her colors are so different. Almost like a white. Yeah, it's got that like half stripe down the side almost. It's weird. Yeah, so so she's way pretty. So I want to work with the Exantic stuff. And with this having pastel and vanilla, if you, if you look on my Instagram, she is like super white. Like this probably isn't even doing justice on her, but very clean. So that was that's what I'm gonna play with as she gets bigger. And then this little guy is the one my buddy called dibs on. So this one turned out way pretty. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, that's way bright. Yeah, look at the butterfly head stamp. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. So the cool thing is with yellow belly, a lot of people don't see the flaming. Let's see if I can get it to show. See how you see a lot of the checkering on the bottom right there? Yes. That's where you get all that, that checkering they talk about and the flaming. Right. So this is actually a pastel inchy yellow belly. It looks like he wants to say hi to the camera. <laughs> so, but, but, but yeah. Oh yeah, super bright, nice clean pattern. So, yeah, my buddy called dibs on that one. And I'm like, all right, we're doing a trade then. And so. Here, here, here's your question. Shoot. Rob says, is it, is, it, is it justifiable for a breeder to chip out a snake with mites because he has more snakes than a breeder that chooses not to? <laughs> um... I mean, does he know he had mites? That would be the thing. I, I was mean, gonna say so. So that's one thing. It's you know, if you have mites, I mean, if you haven't had mites, you haven't had snakes long enough. Right. I mean, plain and simple. Like we've all. I mean, that's that's how I look at it because I've had them. I've had to get rid of them. You know, we all jump through those hoops. Um, now, for me. If it's me, I'm not going to ship it. I'm not going to put it on my table. I'm not going to show nothing. Um, I'm basically going to say, nope, you know, because that's me being a responsible breeder. Um, I don't think people should ship out if they have mites. I mean, you're just causing more problems and more headaches for a lot of people. You know? yeah, sure. now, now, I can honestly say I have taken in, I have one guy turn around and say, hey, um, I've got this snake. It was a Champagne Mojave. 
Um, and she has, she, he's like selling her for like dirt cheap. And then I, I'm like, well, would you do a trade? And he showed up what I had and he goes, yeah, I'll trade you for that. And I'm like, well, she's a, she's a breeder size. Like, why wouldn't I get her? Um, I went out and he goes, one thing though, she, she does have mites. And so he specified to me and with me being a breeder, I know how to control it. I know how to take care of it. I know what to do. Um, and so I was still okay with the deal. And when I seen her, I mean, she only had three, maybe four on her when I picked her up. So I, I knew she was engulfed. And so, you know, I, I quarantined her. You know, people say don't quarantine. I highly recommend it. Um, treat them first. You know, get them. I, mean, I put them on paper towels when I first have them just because of the fact that you can see yeah. all those. You can see all yeah. the black bugs. You can see all that stuff. You know, just get that under control because that can make your life miserable for sure. And so, but as chipping, I wouldn't. If it was me as a, as a good breeder, I'm not going to turn around and yeah, chip I, I, and I, even I, even sell something locally unless they know what they're getting themselves into. I mean, if if he knows he has them and he ships out and doesn't let you know, I think that's a big issue. Right. You know. Um, if he was, if he was saying, "Hey, dude, I, I just found out I got mites in my collection. The snake has mites. You can, you know, be up and honest with somebody. You know, then you might know what you're getting. You know, but to just ship it out because, and and to ship it out to people that that's the bad thing is, you know, even if it's somebody that doesn't know what mites are." I mean, even yeah. if somebody buying a snake, you know, at the end of the day, that could kill their snake because these people don't know how to take care of it. Yeah, so, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Oh yeah, yeah, and so, so at the end of the day, I wouldn't ever, I would never do that. I mean, right, just, right, exactly. I mean, if, if, if you have I mean, to be responsible for what you're producing, you have to own up to it at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, you know, I had one lady that bought a Mojave from me. My very first expo, you know, um, I was so nervous about it. I sold her one. She comes to my booth every time. And uh, she says, your snake's been the best. It's been the best eater. Never struck, you know. So that tells me I'm doing something correct. And I'm going to keep doing that until somebody says, hey, no, it's it's not eating this. Or it's not, you know, transitioning over to frozen correctly. Okay, well, maybe I should you know, with my babies, maybe do frozen, you know? So you kind of got to just work with what you've got and, and feedback's a huge thing. I mean, people oh, have to yeah, tell for you sure. good or, or not good. I mean, if, 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 if a breeder was, yeah, if he's a big time breeder, he, number one, he shouldn't be just shipping snakes out with, with that, with mites. And, and especially if he's not mad enough to let you know that, hey, I can't ship it out right now because I have a mite infestation I'm trying to take care of. I mean, that's he just... Should, the you don't want to buy from him. You don't want to buy from him, exactly. You know. Um, but I... If I was to... Say if I was to sell one and, and be up totally 100% up front, you know, one thing I would do is, yes, I would soak that snake and I would probably treat that snake, you know a day prior or something like that because you can soak them and mites will die but if there's eggs they're gonna they're gonna keep producing but if you can turn around and quarantine that animal if you haven't 
you know, because you know somebody's going to buy it. And if you can, you know, take some of that off, you know, so they don't have such a problem getting rid of it, you know, there's there's extra steps. But, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, something. Yeah, do yeah something. I mean, just soaking them, soaking them, you're going to get rid of a ton of them, you know. Yeah. But still, I mean, if you're knowingly doing it, that ain't right, you know, and not telling people. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not right. It's like selling a dog with Parvo already or something, you know? It's like it's, it's bullshit yeah, no matter how you go about it. Yeah, like I, you, like I, you, per said, you just said, he goes, no one should sell a snake knowing they have mites. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Exactly. Because you know? that's just causing more problems for somebody else. Say if it was another person that they, you know, if I was to buy a snake, say from Iron Dog, I mean, not saying you have mites or nothing. I'm just, just, just saying, you know, uh, if I was yeah. to buy it from you and you had them and I got it and I fed it into my collection because say I don't quarantine. Right. Now I've just fed it into a hundred snakes <laughs> all because maybe you didn't say something to me. You know, it can cause such an issue that people don't yeah. realize and it'll kill a snake. You know? Oh, exactly. And, you know, that's the big thing that you should just, I, I believe you should quarantine anyway, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. When I, I mean, first started, when anybody, I first started, with, a, I anybody with 100 snakes just brings one in, that's an idiot in my book anyway. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Especially if you've got 100 snakes, you should know better by then. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you should know how to take care of mites. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And and it's freaky. The first time, the first time anybody gets mites, you'll you'll go crazy. You'll be like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? You know, you have to refocus and understand. Okay, you know, you have to get rid of the mites. And what's the way you're going to take care of them? You know, are you going to quarantine all of them? Are you going to treat all of them and move them into a separate room? How are you going to do it? You know, you have to make that game plan because you know it's going to happen sometime. And and one thing I've learned. The only way you get mites is if your temperatures are correct. At the end of the day, if they can't survive on too cold of temperatures and they can't survive on too hot of temperatures. So if they are, if they are in your collection, that means your temperatures are correct for your animals. So that's what makes it even harder because now you know you're doing it correct, but now you're causing a chance to have mites. So... I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of different ways, and and the expectancy life of a mite is only like thirty to forty five days, and but they populate and populate and populate and populate. Yeah, you know, so you know you have to. Granted, you can kill all the ones that are there, but at the end of the day, you have to take care of the eggs on that first. You know, you have to treat repeatedly to take care of the eggs. Yep. You know, yep. So. So, and, and I've heard not to, not to move them. So if you get them in your collection, I heard, don't move them. You can turn around and treat them right there. Not me. If it's me, I'm going to move them straight into the quarantine rack tub and everything. Take the whole tub out. I'm going to eliminate it. I'm going to turn around and take care of my rack. And then I'm going to turn around. And I'm going to treat that snake, put it in a whole separate area and consistently treat that, but monitor my whole entire collection. Well, so, oh yeah. it's a, you have to clean every. It's just a headache, dude. I got a nightmare. Nightmare. And you know, I didn't have a whole bunch of snakes, and it was a headache. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a headache. And let me tell you what. I've never had. I ain't had them since. 
And like I told Justin, I Donnie, you know, Donnie lives in Oklahoma and he lives about an hour, a little over an hour from me. Well, I bought, he sent me the money to go buy this banana for him because it was a good deal. So I picked it up while I had it until I was going to bring it to him that weekend. And it drove me nuts because every time I'd pull it out, I'd see them little black <laughs> on that banana. No, I mean, I mean, even though it was in quarantine, in the quarantine, I was, I was freaking out. I'm like, you know, I'm like taking my finger. You know, I'm thinking, I take. I'm glad you got this thing because I don't like it. You know. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. I've looked at the bananas after the first time I had it. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And and then you're like going like really like, okay. Gotta look at it. Is that one? No, that's not one. That's just a spot. <laughs> yeah. Albinos are the best. Albinos will give them away, no problem. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, well, it's been great having you on here, buddy. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, not uh, a problem. I I appreciate the invite. Hell yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Before, before we get out of here, let everybody know where they can find you at. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You know, I have a Facebook page, All Time Reptiles, for both of them. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, All Time Reptiles. Um, I'll be better about putting out content now. So, uh, yeah, that, or you can find me on on reptychip.com under distributors for Utah. There you go. So, I sent you an uh, Instagram message about some stickers. Swap. All right, sounds good. I'll send them out. Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on here, man. It's fun. Yeah, it was. Talk to you guys later. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, y'all, in a little bit, Heather will be doing a live stream, doing it live, egg cutting. So uh, look out for that broadcast and uh, don't miss it. <laughs> love, so yeah, make sure your notifications are on and all that kind of stuff. I double check mine too because YouTube will turn them off sometimes. Yeah, they're bad about that. So, but uh, other than that. I appreciate everybody uh, in five minutes or so, so we'll be on the lookout. So. Thanks, guys. Uh, right on. Yes, sir. So right, everybody thanks for coming on. Now. And we'll catch you all later. Peace. All right. Take care, everybody.